Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Welcome to Guylight, a podcast about vampires. We're good. Adam. I don't know how I don't know how good we are, Dave. <laughs> I'm not sure at this point. We're, yeah, we're yeah. bringing joy in these dark times. I'm, I was so glad to hear the fans were not disappointed. Right. Uh, with they're the, going to be. It's chronologically, it's going to be so off because those first episodes were just like, "Hi, the world's great." I yes, I know. Fine, I know, man. And then yeah, and then us talking now, it's going to happen weeks right uh, after when we recorded. So like, it's like a weird time vortex. It really is, yeah. Because we just released. uh, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. uh, Our third episode today, Uh and uh, which dates when we're recording this? It's Friday. And uh, I'm like, man, I don't know if we should have released that show right now. It just doesn't feel like, like just a sort of playful anecdotal thing about our past seems wrong. Yeah. Uh, but you know, man, I don't know. We're, our, our job is to be fun and, and uh, keep yeah, our mouths shut not, at the wrong time. We're here to, we're here to uh, uh, distract people. Which at least is, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I, I yeah. certainly felt distracted today. Uh, watching oh, oh, Twilight oh. Breaking Dawn Part, part one. 1. Holy shit, man. Holy shit, man. Okay, okay, can, uh, just before we before we do anything else, can so far of the four films, where does this rank? All right, I was not prepared for, for this movie. I was not either. Holy god. Yeah. It was uh it was a, it was different than the rest of these movies. Well, it's a new director. Yeah. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, they're not a bad director. Let me look them up. I, I looked them up earlier. I, in terms of ranking, G's and crackers. It's the director of the Beauty and the Beast, uh, uh, the new one. The yeah, yeah, yeah. The adaptation that yeah. means nothing to me at all. I never it's saw that. It's also the director of Dreamgirls. Uh, I mean, okay. The Fifth Estate. And then uh, two Ian McKellen movies, Mr. Holmes and The Good Liar, which I have yet to see. Very excited oh, the, for good the Good Liar, Liar is that old, uh, that old like Honey Honeypot movie, yeah, it's right? Ian McKellen Honeypot. Oh, well, that one I wanted to see. Yeah. So I, I would have said from the list before that, I'm very unimpressed. But that movie looked great. Also, the movie Sister Sister, the 1987 <laughs> movie starring Eric Stoltz uh, and shit, Jennifer man. Jason Lee. Called what a sister, legacy. sister. What a legacy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. New director. Uh, new direction. Uh, but Dave, where, where on your Twilight rankings does this fall? Uh, you know, Adam, I think these films just get better and better. <laughs> <laughs> like you are a fucking liar. Well, okay. Here's here's what you have to ask yourself. Yeah, yeah. I do. I have to ask Why? myself a lot of things watch these movies meaning what is the purpose for a person like myself sure or really anyone to watch these movies and i i think it's that the the reason i legitimately enjoy watching these movies 
Uh-huh. I'm mm-hmm. not saying they're good movies. It's, it's I, because I, I understand. they throw you through such a loop. They're so fucking weird that they keep me entertained and distracted the entire time. It's it's funny because like this movie felt like it really clamped down on a tone, right? Like it clamped down on a, a pretty specific tone yeah. the whole way through. Uh, and yet the things that happen in it are just like, if you wrote them down on a spreadsheet, it'd be like, that is the craziest movie I've ever heard. It's fucking wild. It's uh, so wild. There's uh, some incredible moments that I, like, there were a few moments <laughs> I rewound and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I say, like, even though I really struggled to understand what this movie was about, it was very engaging. Yes. Like, it was well, more engaging than any movie since the first one, I think. Although it was way less, way less well put together as a movie than any of the movies so far. It was right. the worst in terms of that. Well, it has the least amount of plot, or, or the most amount, depending on where your priorities are at. Um I, I kind of we've talked about this is that like the B story of the the vampire uh, conflicts is yeah. the least interesting. So and that felt the most like it, they they didn't do any of the vampire council except for at the post credit scene. And oh, I didn't want fuck. I missed that. Uh, they they did allude to him in one Michael fantasy Sheen at the end. Shit! What did it? What did, what happened? It ends with I didn't Michael see it. Sheen, and he's in the um, he's in his vampire lair with this okay. other guy, and the guy talks like he's he's dust, and mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the Michael Sheen's assistant brings him news on a silver platter. It's like a silver platter with a little bit of news on it about everything that <laughs> happened. I guess <laughs> like a paper, like, yeah, like a paper, like, like a, a little newspaper? piece of paper on a platter, wow. and the assistant brings in, and then he looks at it, and it's the Cullens saying that well, they have a new member. Um, and then he kills the assistant for getting the spelling wrong on the announcement on the news. Wait, are you fucking shitting me? This is ridiculous. Are you serious? He has her dragged out of the room because it's spelled wrong. And she screams. The assistant we see, I think, in the previous film. Um, but not Dakota Fanning. Not Dakota not Fanning. Dakota oh, Fanning. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, like, he's literally a Hollywood studio executive. He's just, like, a monster. Well, yeah, I get the idea, which is that they have these vampire interns and, like, they want to become vampires, but like if they do one thing wrong, then it's like, well, you're not gonna. We're gonna eat you. That's yeah, go the, back that's to, the go job. <laughs> yeah, you have to be perfect. Um, yeah, that's this is what development is actually like for those of you who have dreams of the biz. I guess right. And you then know, um, you, Michael Sheen is there. His friend is like, well, at least we're not at war with the Cullens anymore. And he's like, we sure are. Then I, I that's not the exact line. And then he says, they have something I want. And then it cuts, uh, at, which I assume might be the baby, folks. This is the 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 Twilight where she has the baby. Oh my god, dude! Are you okay? So you're not you're not bullshitting me. I I'm gonna believe that you're not bullshitting me with this with this end scene. No, that's it's, more or less the end scene. That's yeah. fucking crazy. That's yeah. that scene is crazy. They're like, setting what? up the next film. Yeah, but they're <laughs> it's the last movie, and we're introducing this conflict. Yeah. What, are, what what are we doing here? I don't know what we're doing. Oh I have God. no idea. Well, every new every movie introduces a new fucking conflict. I'm gonna tell you right uh, now. I no, think like, this. I think this movie is what she wanted to say. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I believe this movie is what the whole point of the series is. Yes. Uh, hey, yes. Do you remember the vampire lady who was mad that they killed her, her, her boyfriend? 
Uh, At the oh, baseball right. game, James, no, scumbag uh, James. I I didn't know she was there. Wait, she was wasn't she, there. She wasn't there. No, no, they killed a different. Va- maybe they killed. Oh, maybe it was well, the other the vampire. I bring it up is because I don't believe it shows up in this movie at all. Uh, like the, it. I thought that was going to be a thing. <laughs> right. They spent enough time that it. I, I assume it's going to be in the fifth movie somewhere. Otherwise, sure. what the fuck are we doing here? Well. Like, why did we even meet them? I keep you know? trying to predict how things are going to happen, and and it, they, <laughs> yeah, and I keep going getting wrong because I overestimate these films. Because you assume that like it's going to follow basic narrative rules, right? And uh, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. No, no, it doesn't. And it's not creative in that it doesn't. It feels like really inept. Yeah. Uh, really inept. Like I'm very surprised this particular movie was made. Uh, I mean, like out of all the movies, this is the one that I'm like, this probably shouldn't have gotten greenlit because it's a mess. Yeah, but it's the it's the book, it's the Twilight Saga, so right. But they had like, to finish it. They were making enough money where they're like, we have to wrap it up. I hear you, and yet all do right. So there had to be the, a movie had to exist of that text. But like, studio executives aren't idiots, right? Like they're very smart people. Yeah, like, but they like money. Sure, sure, sure. I just can't imagine anybody read the script and said, it's ready. Let's think, make it. Uh, I was thinking about this in this, in this, yeah. watching this one is that yeah, yeah. I think it might be interesting to reboot this series, but I in agree order to do that. that, I think they probably have to be not faithful to the books because I assume that's what's happening. I here. agree. Okay, so just, I mean, I don't want to get way ahead because I also wrote down, uh, this is the movie where I was like, I have, there's like 15 better movies in this story than the movie we're watching. Uh, yeah. But just really briefly, Damon Lindelof could Watchmen the shit out of Twilight. And it might be kind of <laughs> good. You know what I mean? Wouldn't sure. that be awesome? It could totally be good. Yeah. I mean, I didn't like Watchmen, but yeah. Oh, I did. I really liked. I, oh, really I did like it. Watchmen. I didn't finish okay. it. I hate his okay. mystery box garbage. I don't like that either. But it was a good version of it. And with Twilight, it's like, who fucking cares? Hit it, you know. Let's do it. Right? Why not? No, a Twilight series. I think would would fucking r- rule. I think it would be the best thing ever. I- <laughs> a gritty Twilight series. Well, I see. I think Twilight is actually trying to be a gritty Twilight series. Well, this one was definitely the grittiest movie. Uh, For no question. A lot of Absolutely blood no in question. this one. No kidding. Really dark at yeah. times. Well, are uh, we, do we have to go through? We have to do highlight, and we have to talk about. It. I mean, I, I'm going to put it to you this way, Dave. I, I have felt in the in in previous incarnations of this podcast, like we were feeling constrained by these sections. So to me, I think since Breaking Dawn, <laughs> since Breaking it's very Dawn, very funny. You think we were constrained by the sections that we <laughs> I, I played do. really fast and loose. <laughs> Yeah, but like the last one, for instance, the last podcast, we really it spent about an hour trying to get through the plot. And we were both by the end just like fuck this plot, right? You're so right. like to me, to me, I say we intermingle uh, Twilight and highlight the whole time because okay. Breaking Dawn is meaningless as a structured movie. So like, I say all bets are off on this one. But you know, I can be overruled, Dave. I'm happy to hear you object. No, no, we can go. We can let's let's just talk about it. Let's go. Let's just let's do start it. from let's, the beginning, though. Let's fucking do. Okay, first line of the movie. Uh no, not the exact first line, but the fir- the end of the I first line. I think I wrote this down as well. Childhood, childhood is, the is the kingdom where, where nobody, nobody dies. dies. <laughs> what does that mean? 
I have no fucking idea. Every single one of these narrative introductions has been shitty poetry from a diary that should have been burned. And have every no- single one. Yes. They have nothing to do with the plot. Right. It's like, so does that mean that this child childhood dies? Because her mother died giving birth to her. I have no so, like, fucking what that idea. Uh, uh, totally baffling. Uh, completely baffling. Didn't understand one, one bit. Yep. Uh, and, uh, I, my notes, my notes on that that I wrote down were okay. So, and then I put three ellipses, and then I put the word okay again. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot ellipses. of those. I have a lot of like, what the fucks? And just like the word what? Yep. Yes, the word what applied a lot in this movie. Yeah. So Bella sends out her wedding invitations. Uh, Jacob yes. gets so mad that he turns into a wolf. Yeah, uh, just really quickly because it really it just delighted me. We finally met Phil, her stepdad, who uh, we met him first. <laughs> We've never seen him, and yeah, uh, we I had don't this even whole know who scene. you're talking about. <laughs> right, right. So like, <laughs> you know how her mom married some guy named Phil sure. when they went down to right. So we never met him before. So we have the scene where she gets the wedding invitation. She goes, "Phil, I have news for you," and she walks over to show him, and we get an over the shoulder of him and never see him. Yeah, and it's the like mysterious what? Phil. I hope it's Michael Sheen. Oh no, no, we actually do see him later oh, okay. on, and he's just—he's just some hero with a flavor saver. And I oh, thought okay. that's—that's that's the 2011est thing I've seen in a very long time. Yes, that fucking that flavor saver. Her house is on her beach set. Uh, is my god, it's incredible. Yeah, the uh, way they filmed just that scene, it was like kind yeah. of shocking. She Bella also sends the wedding invitation to her dad, and he looks mm-hmm. genuinely surprised. Yes, he did. I and wrote it, that down too. Yeah, is he surprised? Yes. Did she not tell him? Is this how she told him? Right, and he's taken it pretty well, if that's the news. Her dad deserves better. Yes, he also deserves his own movie. By the end of this movie, he's like surrounded by people who all know what's going on but him. I think he's like, he's the guy who like shows up in an America's Funniest Home Videos where they're, or like a jackass movie, where like they're pranking you and he knows he's being pranked, but he's not 100% sure, so he doesn't do anything. Yeah. Like that's who he is. He's like, this is bullshit. Something about this is bullshit, but he doesn't do anything yeah, he's about like, it. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I, want, I, I want a moment like at the wedding or like later for him to be sitting there quietly and he just goes, vampires. Oh. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because he goes okay, in their yeah. house. I love when they're at the wedding and he's going through the house and he's like, they have a they have a lot of graduation caps. Right. Hmm. I was like, oh, so this is the moment where he puts it together. I yeah. legitimately thought I that was, was planning it. I was hoping they do another scene of him like, man, it's weird they have all these coffins. Hmm. Like, I just wanted him to keep vining more vampire stuff. Right, I I just felt like we needed a whole Murphy Brown sequence or something where he's like investigating the vampires after that, right? Yeah, like I, we I, needed it. I'm I'm surprised that they haven't given him this. They haven't given a- him the anything. Or anything? He, what's that? Or, or given him anything? Yeah, like they haven't given him anything. All I know is they owe him a lot because okay, he has a romantic subplot in this. Uh, uh well uh, are you are you alluding to Alice again because that no. got totally squashed. Not Alice, the other lady. Yeah. Oh yeah, Who I believe the, is a the wolf. wife. No, no, she's the wife of his best friend, uh the chief of the tribe who's in the wheelchair. But he he knows wolf stuff, right? They know wolf stuff. The chief knows wolf stuff. She his must. wife knows wolf stuff. All I stuff. know is that when she calls him, uh 
the wife is in the background in his house, and I was like, oh, I noticed that. shit. I noticed that, too. I noticed that, too. I think they're, yeah, I think he's, I think they're stupid. I'm pretty That's, sure they're stupid. That would be very interesting, because that would be sort of a way of uh, at least keeping all these bloodlines tied together the way that it seems like the movie mm-hmm. is desperate to do. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not necessarily opposed to that. Yeah. You know, far too little infidelity in this in this ridiculous yeah. melodrama. I want, I want, yeah, more of this bullshit. More people, <laughs> people fucking each other. Right. So, Bella's preparing uh, for the wedding. Yeah, she has like several weird nightmares that yeah. ultimately are, are meaningless. Right? We agree well, they're basically meaningless. I want to talk about Edward's confession to her. First oh, of all, yeah. The first of all, the fact that it happens in her room, and she has a portrait of a dog in her room thank you for noticing that i don't think she's had a dog has she (laughs) it's more like this is what it would be like if the if i had one yeah it's just by her bed leaned up against her like nightstand and it's a portrait of a dog no uh, maybe maybe it's a way of sort of injecting jacob into the scene maybe the director was getting real cute she's into dogs right like they're like the director's being cute right and so she's like I don't know what she's doing. Packing for her wedding? I don't remember. And she gets this little smirk and turns around like, hi, Edward, because he's once again broken into her room. <laughs> right, right, right. I think at that at this point, she just, it's like they're living together in that sense. Like, yeah. he, you know, like they're okay with it. No, it's, yeah, it's cute now. Yeah. And Edward's just like, <laughs> hi, I want to tell you about all the people I killed. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so it turns out Edward is a serial murderer, or was. Yeah, he's. He's Dexter. He's doing a Dexter. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's very casual and doesn't uh, go in, like, contribute to the plot in any way after. He just says, uh, by the way, I want to tell you that in, in, like, the 20s or the 50s, I killed a bunch of people who were going to kill other people. I, right. I murdered a, a, a lot of people. And Bella uh, just goes, that's okay. Well, she she sees him as Batman. She, you're a hero. You're, you're courageous. She gives she the line she gives there. Uh, she says, "Like you probably caused less murders." Yes, you probably saved more people than you killed. It is is a line she says. Also, just very quickly, I, I wrote this down because it was like, "Holy shit!" Uh, she says, "Hopefully, when I look in the mirror, I see someone like you." And then she lists all the courage and like all the all the qualities she sees. And the actress stopped believing the line in the middle of it. Oh uh, yeah, that's <laughs> you a, can that's see it. Out. She just fucking quit on the line <laughs> immediately. In the <laughs> it was well, incredible. This is, this is an absolutely off the rails way to start this relationship. Or right. This movie. So uh, I thought I have this a was going to be the this. inciting incident. I thought this was going to be Me like. Too. Uh, Me too. But it's just him being like, I've killed a lot of people who I think were murderers. And she goes, cool, moving on. It's actually so the what it, it's supposed to be like, OK, so if we're going to use uh, if we're going to use the hero's journey here. Right. So like that confession is supposed to give us like, oh, here's the problem that like he is. Uh, even in his best of intentions, he's still a murderer. Right. And like that's supposed to carry through as a conflict. The problem is that, like, they they also didn't have any courage with the way that they told this story. So it sort of makes him into Batman. She treats him like Batman. Then she has death nightmares. 
Right, so maybe that's supposed to connect the two things, yeah. but I don't think so. That's what I assumed. I assumed she was like, oh, that's okay. And then in her subconscious, she's like, no, that's not okay. You're getting married to a fucking murderer. And when she starts walking down the aisle, I expected her to bail. And I thought the conflict yes, th- they was going to be that. her. She can't reconcile this. Yes, I Instead, agree. Instead, she gets married and they completely changed the plot. <laughs> Well, they so it was like a total misdirect that then they did a bo- about a forty minute detour and then they came back to it as though we were supposed to still think it mattered, right? Because like him right. being a murderer is a thing in this movie in the sense that you know he gets her pregnant, which is basically a death sentence, albeit accidentally he supposedly her with right. His demon seed, and that is the right. That right. is the conflict. Uh, the main conflict of this movie is a Cronenberg film. Yes, it is. And it takes 40, it takes 51 minutes for yes. that to start. The film to start, I it takes 51 down. minutes. Yeah. Yes, I did too. I, I was like, the time what? Code, I was like, we're 40 minutes in and I think nothing has happened. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It is 50 minutes in and nothing has happened. And so again, I, I want to highlight that in a minute, but when we when we get to the right point, it's right. not now. I will say this: so I, I thought a lot about Edward this time because, uh, as you know, I've been like wrestling with how to be objective about the team Jacob, team Edward well, thing. In terms of that, okay. Well, sorry, you had something to say. No, that's okay. So uh, my thought is this: is so Edward firmly joins sort of the tradition of like re- like conservative religious men with that confession in that he's confessing to dark impulses that he's used correctly because Mm -hmm. this movie fundamentally believes sex is evil. Uh, It it does believe that. And I don't think it means to believe that, but it does. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Like the film, the film is basically a bad sex education movie. I'm convinced Bella will have only had sex the one time. Uh, I don't think, no, I think it's, I think we're going to end with a happy marriage because that's the, yes, but it feels, that feels like it's Mormon like to me. No I mean, sex you know? before marriage and you have sex to have kids. I mean, it feels right. Very but very much like that when they were does. like, we can't do sex stuff and they keep being like whiny about it. I was like, well, there's like other stuff you can do to each other. Not and only they, that, I don't think it's occurred to them. <laughs> Right, not only that, but it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. The sex before marriage thing in all the religions I'm aware of uh, is supposed to be because uh, it's it's keeping the bond of marriage sacred. It's not because sex is bad. It, well, right? in this case, it's literally bad for Edward because he's afraid yes. he's going to fuck her to shreds. Yes, and, I'll, and for her big, because... It's so weird how much discussion really is. there is about Edward fucking her to death. Yes, By multiple lot. people. A lot. I agree. I agree. It is very weird. Uh, this movie is a bad. Mm-hmm. It is a bad. Uh, it is a bad. It, it, it is. This movie is a bad. No, no. It's it's a horrible exploration of human sexuality. Uh huh. Like abjectly horrible. Oh uh, yeah. And I and I don't say that. Like I, I, you know, again, I come from a conservative background with with a faith based education that has its own problems. But, like, this is much worse than I've seen mm-hmm. in my life. Well, we're starting to learn why people are so hard on these films. Is that I they am, should I'm enjoying them for being batshit. They're keeping me entertained. Sure. But 
I would never show a kid this movie. I know. Can you imagine being a preteen oh. and seeing this and seeing this movie? And like, first of all, because the movie spends an hour on the honeymoon, right? Which is, you know, the sacred we've been waiting for at sex time, and the sex time is a nightmare. Every yeah, aspect of it, it is a nightmare. It starts in the ocean, which I was right. like, oh, don't do that. That's the worst way to yeah, begin this I, enterprise. You have, oh, no, don't do any genital stuff in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> don't even fucking be in the ocean. What are you Right, it's doing? gross and salty. You'll have to shower before you can do anything, yeah. and that's a big delay. What are we doing here, guys? It's a fucking nightmare. Read, um, read a book. Read a book. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like ask a person who's done this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you don't, wait, so wait a minute. Going all the way back to, about the wedding, to Edward the, the Dexter. I don't want to, I don't want to skip ahead. Oh no, no, no. Going all the way back to Edward the Dexter. Okay. Uh, I have two comments about that. First is, uh, now that you know he's a virgin, does it change your opinion on everything he's done so far? Uh, now that we have confirmation he's a virgin, does that change anything, your opinion on anything he's done so far? No. You still think he's a maniac? Yeah, I don't. I'm. I, I don't want to be hard on virgins, but um, <laughs> but I, I don't mean. What I sorry, I don't. This isn't supposed to be hard on virgins, but the right, right, right. fact that he's like a sexy Robert Pattinson type, uh, sure. and he's lived a hundred years, it that weirds me out. Because so so you mean you don't believe it? That's what you mean. You don't believe it's possible. I do, no. Well, yes. I, do, I I do not believe Edward is a virgin. That is for sure. That so so that I means mean, you're rejecting the movie. He seems so scared of sex that yeah. he's clearly fucked someone to shreds in the past. No, I think that uh, I think that he has been taught. I, I, honestly, again, this looked kind of familiar to me. Like he has been taught through some kind of system that like this impulse can't be controlled or or dealt with at all because if you do it, but why not it's the gonna... vampires fucking other vampires? I don't know the rules, that, but they've never gone into that. I have think you noticed the fact that? that he's a vampire is what does it for me <laughs> because it's like he's like that's what no, makes it weird. It's impure, and it's like you're a vampire. So. I agree. I agree. Vampires are the exact opposite of this archetype. Yeah. Like it's a real Travis. It, it, it's it's like we we have to undo everything we it's, think okay. vampires are to do it's, this show yeah. or movie. It's, it's stupid. It's not just that Edward is creepy. Um, <laughs> he I, is creepy. I, I agree. will I will say that maybe he doesn't quite understand what has happened to him because he's part of a cult. That's true. Um, which doesn't absolve him because again he's lived a hundred years. He he should have figured this out, but like he's so deep in this weird no sex family, you're my son cult that it's it's his his brain is scrambled. I mean, I want to talk about his bachelor party real quick. Oh my god, me too. So just, so, just I, hold on, I'm holding on, Dave. Okay. I'm sorry, I, I, I gotta drag this podcast to a halt to make this no, point. No, it's fine. It's fine. So it's fine. so <laughs> so I just want to say because I know that I know that people. Most people are going to think the way you think about Edward, which I totally, it makes sense to me and I understand it. I just want to say that I do understand what he, what he is supposed to be. I understand what he's supposed to be. And I think that if you don't have a religious background, I'm serious. If you don't no, have no. a religious background, you can't understand what makes him do what he's doing. And he seems like a maniac. I do not have a religious background, but I do understand the concept. No, but you don't, you don't empathize with it. You don't understand it in an empathizing way. Well, right? I, which I is fine. Well, here's the thing. I understand a person 
like a, a 17 or 18 year old who doesn't want to have sex until they're married. I understand 100%. the human version of this. Correct. A person Correct. who believes that in their, in their core that this is how the world works. This is, you know, this is what God wants. Right. And right. I need to stick to it. It's the same argument, which we'll certainly get to of uh the pro-life pro-choice people oh my which god I the abortion very, stuff oh. just starting the conversation because who knows what will come out of my garbage mouth i don't i don't I'm know i'm extremely either. pro-choice fair uh, enough uh but someone once pointed out to me like pro-life people who i i i, I the the if someone actually thought that there were there were facilities that were murdering babies it at least makes sense why they're so out of control. And it's that right, same right. idea is that I don't right. agree with them. I, I, I think a, a lot of things people have done in the name of pro-life is horrific. Yeah. There's some but heinous actors. It there helps for sure. you understand them when you're like, they think that's what's happening and they are misinformed. But like, of course they're out of their minds. Because, and it's the same thing with the sex thing, is if you legitimately think this is the consequence uh, if I have sex before marriage, this is what I'm doing. It's the concept of of hell or like hurting your soul, something right. I don't believe in. But like if right. someone believed in that, I get why they are very strict because it's like, yeah, if I legitimately believed something eternal would happen to me, then yeah, I take it seriously. I get I and, get the seriousness that people have towards these beliefs that I do not agree with. And I and that's, I, and and I that's the not. thing is he's the product of all of that, uh, yeah. which is why which is why I mean, because I was but, trying like when I was watching the second and third film, I was trying to be like, why do I connect to this guy so much? Like, I don't like I don't I mean, he's objectively bad. I don't get it. And it's like, oh, I see why, because he shares uh, he sh- like my upbringing. That's, right. that's why. But I, do, uh, I still think there's a world of difference between a human <laughs> having that oh, and a hundred-year-old vampire. vampire. Except that like, he's very fucking sheltered, man. Like, he's, yeah. re- he's more sheltered than most people he's, by a lot. Uh, in a cult. Yes, I agree. And, and like, that doesn't excuse anything at all. N- like, not a single thing. But it... But it does make it easier for me to look on him and sort of have some pity for him, which I think is what the movie wants us to do. I mean, I think the movie wants us to think of him as a straight up hero. Uh, He's not that. He's definitely not who that. Made it. Like I think. I don't. I. I think. This but he's is, not a hero, though. Like he's objectively not a hero. I think this is why these movies come off as bonkers. Is because yeah. there's clearly a morality that the writer tried to inject in. I don't uh, think they tried. I think they wrote a movie from their point of view, and it just sort of smattered all over the place. Okay, yeah, and they did um, a really bad job with it. But like it directly a really contradicts bad job. the tone and the yes. theme. The main the the theme yes. we all know about it. And so yes. when the movies come out, it's like a short circuiting robot. Yes, it is because uh, like when we're actually watching those sex scenes. By the way, like when we're watching the sex scenes, they feel very awkward. And it's like, wait a minute, are we supposed to enjoy the sex or think it's terrible? Because right. like you're, you're telling us both things. It's it can't sort of, be both. A lot of the Kirk Cameron films, a lot of religious movies have this issue, I think. They short circuit because they, they're trying to be both things. Yeah. Uh, and they're it doesn't trying work. to rant this religious message and it's just it, uh, like these hard and fast rules 
plus trying to tell an interesting story of morality and people. And it's like, it just, it never quite works. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't work because <laughs> this is a really weird tangent, but I'm going to take it. So it doesn't work because like all these religious filmmakers think that they have to censor the content to deliver a message. Right. And you don't. Except for Mel Gibson, like, who's just like, I'm going to make a snuff I don't film. think of him. He's not a religious filmmaker. Okay. I, I, I've never I'm, seen, like, I've never seen The Passion of the Christ. I have. It's a, it is literally violence masturbation. It's not a religious film. I am happy to argue with anybody who disagrees with that. Sure. The point of it, the spirituality of it is beating the shit out of Jesus. Right. Uh, I have very strong feelings about why it's not a religious thing. So it's like for, I don't know, Satanists? What do Satanists believe? Uh, you know, what's funny that you say that? I was working with a Satanist when I was at a coffee shop when that movie came out. And he came like he came to, to work with me that night. I hadn't seen it yet. He was, I was like, what, what you been up to, bro? And he was like, I just went and saw Passion of the Christ. And I was mm-hmm. like, why? I was like, why? And he's like, oh, the blood and guts and stuff. Like, I, I actually really enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm serious. That That's really great. happened. And I was like, well, that tells you a lot about what this movie is. Sure. I mean, for the record, I believe uh, Satanists don't actually, their belief is more right, aligned right, right. with atheism. I, yes. I believe. That's what he was. He yeah. was an atheist. Uh, but but he called himself a Satanist because it yeah, just to be that guy, which yeah. is great. Sure. I don't whatever. know much about, I can't speak to uh, uh, Satanist groups or really atheist groups because I don't know much about them. That's fair. So can I My make the point that I want to make? Was, I guess, closest to Buddhism. Buddhism. Yeah. yeah, Buddhism. Yeah, we've talked about that. Uh, yeah. Just very briefly about the really. message. So like, and I, I just, I want this on the record somewhere, I think. It, so like, I don't understand where religious filmmakers got the idea that they need to censor content in order to deliver a message. Read the Bible. It's not it's a, a censored book. Yeah. It's pretty hardcore, man. I don't also, understand I'm not, not going to read the Bible. But like, right, yeah, right, right. I get I, it. But I'm like, like, to anybody out there who wants to make this argument, it's like, dude, like, you, I don't know. Like, where are you getting this from? It's insane. Right. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, anyway, that's it. That's, that's the end of my soapbox. It's weird because this movie struggles with it because we don't think of them as religious movies either, but they clearly are. And that's the problem is that they're, mm-hmm. they're not religious in their message, but they're religious in their content. And therefore the message is like, well, what are we saying here? Yeah. You know, like, it, uh, and they're it just feels a mess. Like, like you said, it was someone who watched, who wrote these with a specific belief system. And I believe they were, I get the impression and I don't know anything about the writer, but I get the impression that it's someone who was in a bubble and didn't realize it and wrote it from that bubble. And then everybody outside of the bubble was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I think you've <laughs> like, just described, you've just described evangelicalism in America, by the way. Yeah. Where it's like, like they wrote it like, oh no. And yeah. And then they wouldn't have sex, you know, they they'd wait for marriage and it, like, they didn't even realize in their head what they were doing when they were writing these plot lines in. And then you, and then it, you you step out of it. It's like um, I, I know we've mentioned Neil Breen before. It, it's it's again. It's like Fight Club. We talked about. There's other movies that are like this that like have a really strong worldview those, and then like those movies are aware of the where the starting. Not point always. Is. I don't think they always are. Uh, I, I mean, Neil Breen is a bad filmmaker in a way that the people attached to this are not bad filmmakers. Well, what I was going to say is it's the idea where Neil Breen. It's always vanity. And he doesn't realize, or he doesn't seem to realize that everybody else doesn't think he's a hunk. 
and like a leading man. And like, and so it's that where he's like, yeah, I'll show some skin. I'll show my nipples on this. Right, right, right. Um, and that's the interesting thing about Neil Breen. If you watch his movies, the women in it are not the nudity of from women is not nearly as bad as the nudity of neil breen in his movies well they're probably is, not willing to do it they're yes, probably not willing to yes, do it and i know? commend them um for drawing a line but also it seems like neil breen is way more interested in showing his body off in so is tommy movies. wiseau yeah tommy uh, wiseau is another good there. example yeah yeah they, they there's a theme there i would say this is i mean i can't like compare it to uh anything like off the top of my head but there's definitely been movies uh, with like a point of view that are like, eh, uh, because the, it got too insular. Like, actually, I think you could make that case for um, the filmmaking in the Star Wars prequels. Uh, the Star Wars prequels oh, yeah. are like very much insulated, not only thematically, but just the like the world that he created is very much a world of opulence and sort of unchallenged. It's the realization that this person wealth. doesn't understand what yes. people liked about Star Wars. Yes. Because it's once upon a, a time he had to struggle to make a movie, and so he had to be a young guy making a fun movie. Right. It's now the telling on yourself guy. thing. Yes. It's the guy who tweeted out. There was a guy who not too long ago they were tweeting out. I forget what the context was, um, but he he thought he was like dissing or disproving something. He's like, "Oh please, I've never met a woman that enjoys sex." <laughs> it was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. Ooh. And it was like this tweet that became a meme of this guy accidentally pointing out that no woman he's met enjoyed sex with him. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> and, and he thought that was just a fact about women. Right. So it was Amazing. like, "Oh no!" And I think it's that that tweet is kind of a perfect example where it's like the things that's written in this they don't realize is not how yeah. the world is. Yeah, this was that's why I said this one feels like what she was trying to say because uh this is where all the beliefs really rose to the surface. Mhm. Uh well, okay. like we're still at the wedding by the way. Uh okay. So uh, fair I have some jokes about the wedding uh because the wedding went on for a long time and well, a lot okay. of insane things happened. I hold on. Bachelor yeah. party. <laughs> oh, bachelor party. Oh no no no. I'm oh, sorry, Dave. There's one last thing. I I apologize. Edward's confession is the first uh, movie that was better than the movie that we were in, and it's basically yes. like a, De a Dexter Edward solving crimes with his vampire sk skills, but grieving and brooding alone in his 20s apartment. Better movie than this. If this was a miniseries, that would be at least an episode. Of 100%. the miniseries is Edward in time. They yes. would keep skipping back and forth, like all their stories of how they met each other and stuff. Yeah, those were all be episodes. Um, he's a pervy. He's a perv Batman. He's yeah. like a perv Batman. It, it's a good idea. You know. Oh, for sure. So yeah, he the, he the bachelor casually party. admits to killing people, and yeah, yeah. She Bella is just like it's fine because they were bad, and it's like I okay like that. I think that really tells on the author right, too, yeah, because yeah, it's yeah, like okay, your morality is fucked. Just anything um, that he does, you're going to find a way to justify it. That's how all yeah. abusive situations look. It also feels like it's the justifying capital punishment being like, well, they're bad guys. And it's like, oh, okay, I guess it's okay to kill someone then. Uh, it, it's it's weird. It's a very weird moment where he casually admits to mass murder and Bella just completely okays it. 
And then the film yeah, continues. It, she, yeah, she doesn't even ask the kinds of questions that you would need to confirm the viewpoint you want to have. Yeah. Which is, are you sure they were all murderers? Did yeah. you see them with weapons? Like, she didn't even them, ask those questions. Yeah, because they, they show a, him in a movie theater and he sees a guy follow a woman out. And then he kills the guy before he gets to the woman. Right. In and a I surprise, thinking, like, by the way. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, in that case, it looks like that man was bad. But what if it was like his friend and he was sneaking up on her? Right. Or what like if he just. What if he, she dropped a 20 and he was like, going to give her the 20? Right. You know, like, who, who knows, you know? Or uh, honestly, what if he was just going to rob her because he needs to feed sure. his family? Sure, sure. <laughs> you know, like, it's, sure. it's, it's like, again, it's, a, it's the. Oh, Jesus, Edward. Like, <laughs> right. This is a pre crime. There's a whole other pre crime movie yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is a minority report problem, yeah. which is a, a, another fucking awesome movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Okay. So that's the first awesome movie. The second one, I'm going to skip ahead, Dave. Okay. Is the second one is to write where you want to go The Vampire Bachelor Party, because that sounds like an awesome movie. Okay. Vampire have... Bachelor Party Are... sounds great. Are they going to fuck mountain lions? Yes, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> that's what I wrote down. I was like, even if this movie contains bestiality, that movie is going to be better than this one. It Okay, so what happens is his friends are jumping at Bella's window, uh, and they're like, come on, Edward, we got to go bachelor party. And she says something like, are there going to be strippers at this bachelor party? And right, he says, dumb like, question. Yeah, and he says like, more like mountain lions and bears and i right. was like what is what? that wait what does that mean edward yeah what does that mean and then he jumps out the window and they run into the woods and i if i were bella i'd be like what does that mean edward yeah what I are think you at this doing point, to the mountain lions and bears <laughs> at this point we can't just have shorthand like, what we're does gonna that need the long hand for this yeah, yeah is he gonna fuck mountain lions and bears that's i think the implication is they're gonna hunt I have I, I don't I I cannot understand what it would be because hunting is seems like a thing they have to do like going to the grocery store. It doesn't seem like they're super net like the the way to celebrate bachelor. Exactly, that's it not was a baffling. bachelor party. Totally if, baffling. If they are hunting, then I have to say, dude, mountain lions don't kill. Ma- There's not that many mountain lions. Like kill deer. They have ticks. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck, dude. Like, are you, what are you doing to the animal population in this area? I, I, dude, who knows? Uh, by the way, all the good... An- well, the They're answer like, yeah, to that is... yeah, go kill some pandas. Let's do it. Yeah, the, the good... The answer to that, by the way, is they've decimated the animal population. Yeah. I have proof for that later on. We're going to talk about it. There's, like, proof for it later on, but... Oh, good. Uh, uh, I just want to point out, nobody in this movie understands what a bachelor party is. I don't know Incl- what uh, happened. I don't like know what the three men the three men who've been living together for one hundred years, they all get together and like clap each other on the shoulder, like, we're all here. And then they go like running off into the woods giggling, and it's like that's not how a bachelor party works. Oh, yeah. A vampire uh, bachelor party would be an, an excellent movie. It would Great be movie. yeah. Oh yeah, it'd just be called Vampire Bachelor Party. Yes, you don't have to fuck that up at all. That's yeah. an excellent idea for a, we should write it producer, write it down. Okay. Write it down. Somebody Dave, write you it and down. I are gonna write this. We're gonna write this movie, it'll be easy. Fucking but like my God, are Midpoint. they fucking mountain lions? I can't get over that. I don't know what what that was. I can't I can't understand what it was supposed to be. Like I don't understand what it's supposed to be. And there's another thing that happens that I didn't understand what it was supposed to be either. Right. Uh, but I'll but I'll get to it in a second. Just also really quick, they've com- this, the vampires in this town have completely lost any sense of secrecy. I, that like was good. 
It's one of they're my just other lugging. Notes. They're lugging trees around in broad daylight. Yeah. They're like out in the sun all the time now. The um, so like I guess the, the town just kind of given up. The note I had during the wedding is, oh god, they're such fucking vampires. <laughs> Where it's like this wedding, they let other people into their world, and like uh, they're all vampires. They're clearly vampires. I know. Uh, I know. I wrote down somebody the words. Somebody stop the vampires. <laughs> I wrote down the words, the longer this wedding goes on, the more absurd the concept of this series about vampires and werewolves mm-hmm. gets. It was a nice <laughs> wedding. Um, I think the dad's speech was, was awesome. Beautiful. All the other speeches were, you know. Wait a minute. The other speeches were a fucking open mic. Yeah. What is going on? <laughs> like, did they just let anybody talk? I, uh, I think that's literally what happened on set. I think they were like, anybody want to do a speech bit? <laughs> no kidding. Like, the, so that... <laughs> It was just like Anna Kendrick being like, yeah, I can do something funny. Anna like they, Kendrick took a full jealous, uh, mm-hmm. jealous monstrous turn, which I was like, oh, okay. The mom just sung. It, it, they that knew, was weird. They knew that the bit, they knew what the bit was, which is that wedding speeches are a nightmare. Um, yeah, but it, it was trying to be the wedding singer or something. Yeah. It was really, and so, and by the way, the linebacker vampire, whose name I've completely forgotten. <laughs> who can say? I don't know what his name what is. His name is. He, I don't know, but all his whole job is to punch werewolves, which he's very good at. Yeah. So like he gets up and gives a toast and this is what he says. He says, I hope you've enjoyed the sleep for all those 18 years. Right. And it's like, and nobody laughs because it's quote unquote a bad joke. But I was like, wait, what is the joke to that? The joke? Well, he says, because you're not going to get any sleep. Right, you're not going to get any. Right. So I'm like, and well, so be- it's a. I thought it was very clever of him because he's basically he's the the normies the humans think he means that Edward's gonna fuck her so much oh, that she doesn't what, I, sleep. I, think that, I thought he was just saying you're gonna be a vampire. And I was yeah, like, what? But then the vampires know that's a different joke. I thought he oh. was. I thought he was actually very clever. Okay, so that was just me missing it because I was like. Yeah, I was like, was so like, I don't get it. He's just saying, hey, I hope you enjoyed not being a vampire because you're going to yeah. be a vampire. I enjoyed that because it, both contexts wouldn't get a laugh because <laughs> both humans <laughs> and the vampires would be like, that's not funny, man. Don't say that right now. Her dad's right, right. here. Yeah, um, totally. The yeah. Uh, the dad, by the way, takes a jab at her mom. Yeah, I saw that at 1042. Like, yeah, she's like, I, I gave you something, something old besides yeah. your mom and i was like yeah. dude I, it Jesus didn't seem fuck. necessary it didn't need seem necessary no, at all that was mean yeah why did that and happen she doesn't she doesn't react well to it no she's, <laughs> she's like, just oh, like fuck Ugh. you man yeah like yeah. And it's like all right i don't know why huh <laughs> i don't yeah, know i don't why know why we happened. needed that okay yeah. um yeah it was just kind of a dumb moment that was like maybe cut that yeah you know maybe cut it yeah um, do one where he doesn't do that joke. Yeah, exactly. And then go with that version. Yeah. Just, just makes him meaner than he needs Maybe to be. Maybe that was an improv and the actor was like, I thought it'd be funny. And they were like, no, dude. I mean, we're leaving it in because we don't do more than one take. But <laughs> right. We're leaving it in because everything anyone says is canon yeah. in the Twilight universe. But Did you notice that no one was dancing to the same music? Yes. Why are Edward and Bella slow dancing (laughs) to what is a swing song? I don't know. There wasn't. It was like one guy's doing like the Crispin Glover Friday the 13th dance. Yes. Um, I wrote that down. Yeah. There's like a couple slow dancing in the background. And then like Bella and and Edward are also slow dancing. And it's like, I don't understand what the music is. They clearly didn't didn't play it on set. That's correct. They didn't have any on set. That's the problem. Yeah. But you'd think. They did not have music on set. Visually 
pick up on the fact that it's all wrong. Like the director, this is a huge directing mistake. Like it's like you gotta play music on the fucking set, man. You yeah. have to play it, or at least like tell them what type of song and keep a rhythm, right? No, no, you have to. No, no, you play the music. It's like you play the music enough for them so that they've heard it. Oh, and, and then, then you, don't you do a play take it. without the music. Yes, Got it. yes, yeah. it's common sense. It's not a difficult yeah. thing to do. I didn't. It was like, what is happening here? It was. You know? That was wild. <laughs> right, and then she has that weird dance scene with Jacob, who shows up to the wedding, Jacob, overcoming his abject bitterness. He he, he was sh- handling it a little classy. Uh, is he? Well, uh, at first, when he lurches out of the woods, and he clearly went to Edward and was like, "We'll surprise yes. her." Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Then he says, "This is how I'm going to remember you, pink cheeks." And I was like, "That's that's a weird thing to say." I get that he's saying like, "Not a vampire, alive, right, yeah. alive." Yeah. Uh, and uh, then he finds out that they're going to fuck. And, and he got a, real mad. Yeah. yeah. And this is one of the many conversations where a group of people are talking about fucking Bella. And it's weird. Right. Where he's right. like, and she's just like, it'll be fuck fine. Her to death. And she's like, don't worry, it'll be fine. We'll be careful. And it's like, why are we having this conversation? It's, uh, yeah. Uh, I also, given the fact that everyone seems to know that vampire sex works the way it does, why doesn't anybody know that pregnancy is possible? Because when Edward Googles it, people, it's a thing. Yeah, people don't know a lot of things. Uh, I, it, it, about but again, baby it, vampire babies, and I was shocked. It subtly reinforces the idea of like a bad sex education process. Mm that's the thing that's a problem about that. That's, that's actually right. my big objection to the movie is that it sort of, it sort of subtly reinforces a bad sex education process because like they don't use protection clearly. Cause they, yep. you know what I mean? They have sex once and she gets pregnant. Yeah. This is and almost then, the most honest part of the movie then. Yes. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's yeah. why I'm saying this is what she was trying to say because she's telling something that's true, but it's not good. Uh, it's like she doesn't know they don't know anything about sex neither of them do Edward's so afraid of sex he doesn't get educated about sex right no, neither of them do impossible. right neither of them do before they actually have sex when she gets pregnant then the first choice is now we gotta have an abortion uh, which is and then she doesn't want to because of the classic dilemma and it's, it's like out of control it, she it, is yeah. letting the baby kill her they're doing a, a very like there's always that that pro-life pro-life usually even pro-life argument they're like unless it interferes with the mother like that i've seen a lot of like pro-life moderates be like oh yeah you abort the baby if it's gonna kill the mother sure yes because it might kill the baby too it's like uh, and in this version they're like no right she will die having this baby and it's like it's literally the worst argument it's the worst argument there is against abortion uh, uh other than like I guess rape, uh, but like, this it's is, a horrible argument. There's no reason to do it at all. To do anyway, what? sorry, to do the argument this way. Like, this oh. is just not a. This is not a. It's fucking. Well, here's where it gets. This is where I'm like, I can't tell if they're being funny. I can't tell if this is a whole prank. Is that so? We're we're jumping right ahead. And we're gonna have to push back to the honeymoon. Yeah, yeah. Um, but well, the whole we, movie's the honeymoon. We've been talking about uh, the baby stuff, and I just want to point out, so the baby's killing her. She's like, right. I will have this baby. The whole right. conflict for like like at least 40 minutes is yep. the baby's killing her. She's going to have the baby. And then Jacob says, have you tried blood? Giving it blood? And they all go, oh, yeah, I guess we could oh, do yeah. that. And I was like, fucking what? 
You haven't tried giving the vampire baby blood? Right. It, it's it's I thought, uh, again. I figured it was. I figured it was the first thing they did, and they didn't even bother telling us because it's so obvious. And again, it was incredible. It's the not not understanding medical stuff. Yes, and it was it like reinforces I ignorance. Can't fucking believe that the vampires faced with a woman with a vampire baby didn't think. I wonder if it wants blood. That is it's ba- it's the baffling. craziest fucking thing I've ever seen. But again, again, this is the that's the most the author telling on themselves. Yeah, because because it reinforces a non scientific, non educated uh, belief system, which well, is like, like well, we don't need that. You know, like like there's no reason why these vi- vampire cultists, one of whom is a doctor. To yeah. not know this. There's no well, reason for them not to know it. it. They don't even need to know vampire stuff. It's the equivalent of a, of a human who's pregnant with a human child who's dying and someone goes, have you tried drinking water? And they're like, oh, actually, no, I haven't drank water <laughs> since I got pregnant. Like, right. Yeah, maybe you should drink some water. It's literally the thing they need to survive. Right. And she's it pregnant with yeah. one. <laughs> you don't right. need it, to know vampire anatomy. You just need to know just that things need sustenance well again so okay just to take the movie a little bit on its own terms instead of totally judging it the the reason i think they didn't think of it that the the reason the movie is trying to convince us that they didn't think of it is because a human wouldn't drink blood right that's the whole idea right a human couldn't drink blood it's a vampire baby right 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 of course dave Dave, I'm right here with you. Dave, you and I are right on the same logical plane. I'm not having any argument at all. I'm actually frustrated with this movie for that reason. But so when she drinks, that was that that totally whole conflict. There was a it wasted the movie wasted like 30, 40 minutes on this. Well, and also on like on weird makeup, and they CG'd her face and stuff just to make her look sick. And it was like, oh, because nobody asked the first question you'd think of in a brainstorm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so to, to, to move forward on the movie's terms, I, I think we're supposed to believe they didn't think of it because they could never conceive of a human being drinking blood. So then, which presents the next problem with it, which is when she does drink blood, the way they know it works is that she likes it. Yep. What? Like, she I don't might understand. She uh, uh, secretly... Um, uh, sociopath, which would make a lot of sense considering how quickly point, she brushed off Edward's yeah. serial killing. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, again, to <laughs> anyway, I, I I don't need to harp. We're going to come back to this in a minute, I'm we're sure. Gonna, but we're like, going to go all the way. Uh, we're going to go everywhere. It's just remember that Simpsons episode where Homer gets his hand stuck in the vending machine, and oh, yeah. someone finally asks him, "Have you tried letting go of the can?" It's that w- wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, hundred yeah, uh, percent. That's exactly where we are. Uh, it, it, I, I'm starting to think uh, that these aren't great movies. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm starting to think they're bad movies. I'm also starting to think that like uh, everyone was kind of afraid to ask like some basic movie stuff about this. What she should have like for one thing, this movie inte- intentionally removes the agency from its protagonist. Well, we talked about like, this before. Bella isn't the protagonist. She's the MacGuffin. She's never been, she's never had agency. Uh, well, that, again, so that's the problem the whole time. But this, this particular, except for that, the one thing that she's always consistently done is I choose Edward. I choose Edward. I choose yes. Edward. I choose Edward. In this movie, she, the, the only real choice she makes is 
to continue walking down the aisle. Yeah. That's like the only choice she makes. The rest of the movie is her just sort of, you know, being driven to Rio. There's a fucking boated to an island you know uh and just being like this is great and then having se- like enjoying sex i mean yep. she chooses to eat chicken and peanut butter i yep. think we're going to come back to in a yeah, little bit she, she also the choosing to have the baby there's a scene where sure 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 there's a scene where edward is talking to her his dad the doc her doctor and she says what is it and then edward tells her about her body and it was like he went to Edward with news about her body before right. he told her. Right. That's that's madman shit. Like Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. Yeah, it's real bad. Yeah, it's real. It's, it's she has no bad. agency. They she's a prisoner. I mean and like uh, at a cer- at a certain point because she has never one time ever questioned anything She's never questioned it. Even when she has doubts, what she does is, I push the doubts down. I push them away. She yeah. never like, hey, let me, what's at the bottom of the doubt? Let's actually hear it out and not be afraid of it. We're you know, watching, like, let's actually investigate it. We're watching someone join a cult. Uh, right, but we're, we're watching, watching somebody who's already- young cult, like guy lure her into a cult. Yes, but she's already emotionally in the cult. Like as soon oh, as yeah, she sees the guy, the she's cult. there. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I, and she like, I, for reasons I can't understand, you know, like, what is it the, about seeing Edward that calms her when she's walking down the aisle? Here's the movie my guess doesn't ever show that. Is that in vampire lore, they're very good at luring people into, uh, like, a, a attraction. So, so, right. So you have an, you have an alternative version of Edward and the vampires where they're he's just, they're just luring her in this whole time. She's it makes it honestly makes the most sense if Jacob's uh, sitting there like might. they're literally brainwashing you and she's like but I love Edward and it's like from the beginning the first thing Edward did is fart out some pheromones that just made her like a love potion like it it, it makes the most sense that she's under a spell. I mean everything about it suggests that she's under a spell and the fact that she is forced. Ulti- like it seems like at the beginning of this movie, she actually starts to be uncomfortable with the idea of being a vampire. Yeah, right. And then ultimately, she doesn't choose to be a vampire no. when she becomes a vampire, which I don't think is like particularly evil. I just think that it it just reinforces in a subtle way that like this is a cult process. Yeah. Well, I, I I've, I've, I've come around to you on incorrectly this. that Jacob would be the one who'd be like you have to make her a vampire they do it without even thinking about it she's she dies giving child uh, at childbirth and like a doctor administering anything by the way i know we're skipping ahead jacob and edward deliver the baby yeah that was fucking insane i right what whoa that was yeah that was out of this world but they he's just like what are you doing he's like i'm giving her my venom and i was like oh gross it's all white and gooey but yeah. like it, it uh like he just gives it to her like it's morphine where he's just like administrating venom uh and nobody <laughs> questions it and it's just they move on the movie moves on it is and i uh i was i felt very much like we were robbed in that moment because yeah. like for him not to bite her and make her a vampire that way he does is like yeah but but uselessly it's like uh no 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 he do the vampire thing what yeah. are you talking about instead I, he's right. been 
<laughs> right. Instead, it's like she's 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 artificially inseminated into vampire dumb, yes. which is fucking if, ridiculous. If I was getting turned into a vampire, uh, and I was planning it, and they were like, "Okay, let's just inject you," I'd be like, "No, no, no! You're putting on this count outfit. We're going <laughs> to a castle. Right, 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 right. We're gonna make it a sex thing. Yeah. This is yeah, yeah, yeah. this is what's happening." Right. Um, you force them to do just, real vampire stuff. Injected. Like that's yeah. Also, like I think you'd be really let down if that if that process began on you, Dave. Scale of one to ten, how re- how disappointed are you with the fact that they don't have fangs? This is a bummer because they don't have fucking fangs, but they have venom. They have venom, but not fangs. Do they? The are fuck? we sure they don't have fangs? Fangs. Do they just have like pointy teeth? Because they're biting. They're biting and they're injecting. But Where's we that never venom see fangs. No, we don't really see fangs. It's like they have scorpion stingers at the back of their, the roof of their mouth or something. It's like you can't even see it. Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. It's it's uh, it's like, it's like their teeth where they have swords. like a weird like worm in their throat that comes out and we don't see it. Like a tapeworm, like a vampire. Tapeworm yeah, that, or something. that comes from their throat and latches on. Yeah, that's. I mean, honestly, is that really that irrational? No, <laughs> like, I think it's completely not irrational. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I didn't. I didn't fucking understand it. Uh, I, I, at, the, at least at the point where she gets turned. Yeah, that it's like it's like she should be dying. He bites her. Bite her. It doesn't work. She dies. He thinks it doesn't. He thinks it's too late. She wakes up. Then it it wakes up. Right. Yeah. By the way, I mean I know we're all the way at the end of the movie and we're gonna go all the way back to the beginning, but like when they started showing in her body that the effects of the venom, which were working sort of like a Mister Clean ad for her body, it right? was like she's becoming Spider Man. It's becoming Spider Man, or it was like the inner montage in fucking Fight Club, and I was like. Yeah. Yeah. Ready for her to open her eyes and be like, "I am, I am Bella's complete lack of surprise." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like I am Bella's abject apathy toward oh, your yeah. love, Edward. That would have been chill. Um, so chill. Uh, sh- okay, so what's the last up. thing we actually talked about? The wedding. He takes her to Rio. He doesn't tell her where they're going. Also, when she says goodbye to her mom and her dad, yeah, I just want to point out she spends more time and seems to care more about her dad. Um, which Definitely. in terms of the movie makes sense because we know her dad, but, but her, she's her lived history, with her mom. Baffling. Yeah, right, she's lived right. with her mom most of her life. So it's right. like it's like she for they forgot that it it's not a movie. They were like, they were like, I, it's like she forgot she wasn't in a movie. It's like she only existed since the movie began. It's uh, bad I would say nothing exists except for Twilight in the Twilight universe yes. at all. Yeah, there's no bigger world around this. Like even I would say those Rio people are basically in the Truman show. Like they don't really yeah. they're just waiting for him to show up down there. Um so right? they go yeah, so they they go to uh Rio. Uh and then and then he takes to an island to Which fuck I, island. I was initially kind of excited about Rio, by the way, because I was like, this might be a fun place to end this series. Like it's we just get a depression whole city, right? It's the college years, you know. I mean, we're gonna get yeah. a whole separate fucking Twilight thing here, you know? Yeah, that that would have been cool. Um, yeah, but, but they go to gonna. the they go to they go to the island. There's a bone montage, like where she's getting ready to bone. Oh, no, um, no, no. Wait, wait. It's not a bone montage. It's an anxiety montage. Anxiety to bone Where she's montage. worried about sex. Um, I got to point out that much like how everybody discusses whether or not she'll be fucked to shreds, Alice has yes. given her her fuck clothes, which 
there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, yeah, I, I want to say, like, I don't know that I've really seen this problem in a movie before. Like, the like the, 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 the anxiety about a honeymoon, like the anxiety about a honeymoon where sex has been sort of difficult. Right. Is it's unique, but also I did not enjoy it. I did not like that. I was no. like, this is, it this is really awkward and we don't need it. Uh, well, because at you know this what I mean? point, again, her boning is everybody's business at this point. Right. It's like it's an like event. What? Uh, everybody's very excited about it. Yeah. And I would argue that uh, th- when we actually get to the sex itself, uh, we didn't need to see it. And I say that not because I'm trying to censor a no, movie. Trust but it me. is surprisingly more graphic than I thought it was going to be. It's a lot more. Gra- it's it, it, again, this is the, a mistake. It's a mistake on the filmmakers part because we don't need it. We've been watching them since they were teenagers. That's weird. Yes. And, I felt uncomfortable. And, yes. And which is uh, weird because like, like in other movies with these characters, I don't feel uncomfortable, I guess, because they're adults in those movies. It's partly because they one, don't... it's like they these don't... characters I've known since they're fucking teenagers. And yes. I was like, I don't, I don't know if I should be watching this. It's because they've done so much anxiety build up to it that you're already thinking of it the way teenagers would think of it. Yeah, you feel and, bad. And we don't actually deliver on the anxiety of the sex. So the sex isn't delivered in like a... Sex goes oh, here, great. Wait, wait, wait. So the sex isn't delivered like it's a problem or like uh, in a way that it underscores the emotions of the thing. It's delivered like a romance novel, mm-hmm. which is where the movie's trying to have both it both ways. Yes. They're, they're trying like, to have. This is something for horny people watching. Right. And I was like, waiting for no, like a full shot of penetration, like the beginning of <laughs> Antichrist. Right. It, it's right. It's not. It's not graphic in like an emotional way, which is the right decision. So because they didn't do that, this shouldn't be in it. It shouldn't be in the movie. It's no. weird. But I want to go back to Alice picking out her fuck yeah, clothes yeah, yeah. because sure. that's Edward's sister. Uh, yeah, I, so I don't think they give a shit like, anymore. What? I don't think they give a shit anymore. Like the movie? No, no, no. Well, yes, but I also <laughs> think like... I don't think that like the vampires feel weird about any of their well, siblings doing anything because or it's being all involved. cult role play anyway. They're right. not actually siblings, right. so it's just a weird dynamic where she's like, "Here's some fuck clothes," and then she puts it on. And Edward's like, "Oh yeah, that's my sister's fuck clothes, my fake sister, my cult sister." Well, and but it's I don't just think like it... you're you're all a mess. All of you not... are a mess. Yes, they're all a mess, but they're not like previously worn fuck clothes. We don't know that. Well, you don't know that either, Dave. You're throwing it out there like, oh well, she clearly wore it, and the other vampires have seen it. Bella's dad. You know, Dave. I. It's you that's the pervert here. What do they spread around those fuck clothes? (laughs) Um, Ultimately, fuck clothes don't matter because she goes naked, and then she walks into the ocean. Uh, And Edward's there, also naked. He just like got naked before. And then they just start they start mushing in the ocean, and it's they disgusting. do he being him getting naked and walking into the ocean before is uh the most out of character thing he's done unless they're I, both tripping on acid which i uh, david that's how you that david that's how you'd fix every uh-huh. problem in this movie <laughs> and you wouldn't be wrong off. yeah, you wouldn't be wrong. Edward Edward taking his pants off and his clothes off and walking out into the ocean to wait for her to get the courage up is the act of a person who understands he's like the hottest being in that ocean. Right. He's just like, and oh, wait. He, 
Right. It's like suddenly he became Robert Pattinson again. Yeah. You know, like Robert Pattinson took over at that moment because uh, it doesn't make any sense. As you know what he's doing? He's looking for some mermaids to fuck. <laughs> yes, it's right. That's the problem is that the lighthouse intervened briefly, yeah. you know, a seagull uh, whispered to him. That's what yeah. happened. Yeah. So okay, they have a uh, very uncomfortable sex scene and then they fuck the room. Uh, the room gets all fucked up. Yeah, which, okay. He's uh, smashing I don't know the how room. that shows us anything. Well, okay. This is what I got from that. Bella wakes up after the uncomfortable sex scene. And they yeah. show they show him, like, in, in the heat of passion, breaking something. Right. Uh, before, so they establish it. She wakes up and there's feathers on her face. And you see that, like, the, the pillows have burst. The, mm-hmm. the lovemaking bed has collapsed. Yeah. Bella looks surprised. Which, to me implies that he fucked her unconscious like they fucked so good (laughs) that she passed out and he passed out like they fucked themselves unconscious in the heat of the passion he broke everything and because she looks like oh like she looks kind of surprised that everything's in shambles and then she's got bruises on her um, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought that they both overreacted to the bruises. Well, did you disagree? I thought, I thought that he did. She's like, it's cool, man. Because right, I was right, like, look, right. rough sex is rough sex. That, that exists. And considering that everybody was scared that he was going to like explode her, a couple of bruises is pretty good for the first uh, time. Like, yeah. they, they did okay. Considering that these are two consenting adults who are who know the dangers of the sex and they came out of it with her with a couple of bruises and she's like it's fine uh and they're not big bruises they're not they're like pretty small it's just like yeah they did you guys did pretty good at that at that sex then he didn't i've had he didn't wake up with your guts all over him so like yeah I've had worse bruises, uh, incidentally, from uh, ladies who exactly have, who like I've interacted it's like you, with. you 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 accidentally like you slam up against the like a, uh, a street sign and you get a bruise because you're fucking in the street. <laughs> like it's just you know it's just what yes, happens as one does. Yeah, yeah, as one does. Yeah, I agree. Or a parking that's, meter. Or that's like, how a know. lot of them happen. Yeah, a lot of parking meters yeah. and stop signs are imprinted in my back in scar form. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, you 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 nailed it. Dave, mm-hmm. uh, you nailed it. So, uh, can I take a can I take a step way way back uh, and just make sure I cover this one thing? Okay, uh, we're so many steps is, back, but it's important that? that we do. I love how many steps backs we take. I mean, we have to. Dave. We have what, to. What we can have we do? To. What can we do? So, Jacob uh, at the beginning of this movie is uh, at like I'm going to say a five on a ten point incel scale. Mm-hmm. And he gets to about an eight here. Well, he's uh, on the beach with well, his werewolf gets... buddies, and he's moping. And he's like, he's gonna fuck her to death, right? Uh, right. And they talk about imprinting, and they will definitely yes. get into imprinting. Um, yeah, we're gonna have to. Uh, he keeps saying like, like he's basically turned to like fucking who 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 needs a partner anyway? Right. They right? they like, show them all imprinting, and they're all adults. This is very important. Adults kissing on the beach. Yes, who that's are sexually right. attracted to each other, and I can't yes. stress that enough when yes. we get to the next stage. But um, and he's like, yeah, he's like, who needs to imprint anyway? It's bullshit. Yes, 
I agree because it really. I, I understand that I keep taking shots at Jacob. It's I. I only feel like the reason to do it is because I feel like people don't question enough the things I, that he does. Yeah, that are I'm, crazy. I, I meant to say this at the top of this: the Edward versus Jacob. Um, it weirdly enough, in terms of quality of the person, I. I don't. I think that it's a draw in this one because I, I think too. at this point Edward Bella is getting married. She's like, I'm committed to right. you, Edward. Right. Um, he's he's just doing marriage stuff. It's still creepy because he's so old. That's never going to not be. Uh, Jacob isn't. He's incel, but he's. They're both just the same maniac, is what I'm getting to. Is Kinda. that they're on the same level in this one where they, it's just. I don't know. They're not fighting as much. Um, yeah, Jacob's it's, it's just like the we're one. We're just so far in it that I can't see. Agreed. I can't figure it out anymore. I can't Jacob's, see the difference between the two. Right, and Jacob is the underdog, and I, you know, like, uh, uh, yeah, he's dog. like, but that's it, right? He's, he's the guy that gets puppy. rejected and still has to do he's all the helping dog. people out stuff. Yeah, and that sucks. Uh, so I don't. I feel bad for him in that regard. I just think that they should have written him way better. It didn't uh, feel like there was a yeah. It didn't feel like there was a fight over Bella in this one too, which is why I wasn't thinking of it because no. Jacob's just sort of like, look, I'm not happy about this, but I'm, I'm not trying. Sulk. I'm not going to tell you I love you a million times. I'm just going right. to be a emo kid. Yeah, he's conceded the the win to Edward, but he's still kind of on a dark path. I would argue, right. Uh, and I'm, I think you're going to argue he's on the darkest path uh, because he kind of is. Uh, it, things get really fucking weird for Jacob yeah, at the end. Yeah. Well, I'd say they get weird the whole time because so this movie very clumsily handles the idea that he was supposed to be the alpha of the pack. And then he says no. And then he, yeah, and then he, he gave it up. And now he's like, maybe I shouldn't have. Yeah. So he kind of tries to take it back. Or I guess what he tries, he breaks the alpha's hold. He becomes a lone wolf. He is an incel. He's right. like, I'm, I don't yes. need a pack. I'm going to be yes. by myself. Yes. I don't need and then, anyone. And like all lone wolves, he attracts others yeah. uh, <laughs> to follow him. And he's really shitty to him, by the way. He's like a really shitty Real shitty to him. <laughs> he's just like, he, I said, shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, maybe just, he shouldn't be the leader of the pack. Because no, he's, he's not a good mean. leader in this. No, he's fucking mean. He sells him out. He never tells him what to do. He treats him like assholes. It's like, oh, so yep. you're the worst person to be in charge. I get it. Um, I need to go to the honeymoon. Sure, sure, fine. I do. Well, Let's you go. you have any final Jacob things for? For now, no, man. Okay. Uh, no, there's more. Oh, but there's for more. Now, no. Um, yeah. I want to talk about probably the thing that blew my mind the most yeah. of this whole movie, which is vampire honeymoon chess. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why were they doing that? Why were they doing that? There's a montage in this movie. Yeah. Where after they fuck they fuck the room to tatters. Uh where they just show them enjoying their honeymoon. And what that means is Bella wearing sexy clothes, that's one part of the montage. Uh and going to sleep. Uh them going hiking, underwear hiking. Which again, okay, honeymoon. And then about three or four times where they're just playing chess. Yeah, just a lot of chess, and then what the uh, fuck does what was that? I don't know, and I also find it very difficult to believe that Edward would lose at chess to her, given the fact 
that he's been he's playing 100. it for a hundred years. Yeah, we don't right? know that. Maybe he's never played it before. Well, wait, wait a minute, bro. If we're assuming that he's gone out and been on a raping and pillaging trip for at some point in the hundred years, he knows how to play the fucking game. I'm not right. I, it would be really weird that he didn't. But considering what we know about Edward and how sheltered he is, uh, I don't know, man. Maybe maybe weird. he was like, I want to play chess. And his dad was like, that's the devil's game. And they're like, <laughs> dad, I'm a vampire. And he's like, doesn't matter. Um, I really enjoy the arbitrariness of your excuses for things. Because to me, it's like, look, think of Groundhog Day. This is an right? arbitrary film. It's arbitrary. Right. But think of Groundhog Day, right? So Phil Connors, to waste eternity, which, by the way, he spends like 10 years there or something. The internet figured it out. It's like yeah. 10 years, right? To spend eternity, he spends six months learning that card hat toss. Yeah, of course. So, like, what the, so, you know, you can imagine that Edwards put six months of chess in. No, no. You know what I mean? Like, you're right? not wrong. I'm just like, in a logical well, world, yes. But, but this it leads me to, world. I, of course not, Dave. Look, we're, what, we're what, on what, the, we're on the wrong thing. I, the no, thing we're not, that's Dave. crazy I, is the fact that their honeymoon montage keeps cutting to them playing chess. They're yes. having, they're having sex, going hiking playing chess it's like they did it for comedy like that's something that would be in a comedy i agree with that i i, I think we're learning something about edward from the chess play chess on the beach what does that mean why did they do that i think we're learning that isabella is mentally superior to edward despite his years all right that's what i honestly think okay going back to bad filmmaking in the room yeah, yeah. there's a scene that everybody knows which is when Johnny, the character Johnny, played by Tommy Wiseau, goes to buy flowers. Um, and it seems so arbitrary, the scene. Because mm-hmm. you have to really dumb down your mind to understand what the scene means. He walks in, he goes, hi, doggy. And then the woman's like, oh, hi, Johnny, I didn't realize it was you. And then he buys the flowers and she goes, you're my favorite customer. And he leaves. The point of that scene, I'm pretty sure in Tommy Wiseau's mind, is he wanted to show that the character was nice. He was like, he buys flowers for his girlfriend all the time that the flower woman recognizes and knows him and it's, he's his favorite customer. Right, that which was he the butchers. Whole point. You could, in, in a better film, you'd achieve that by having, walking up to a flower person, them just saying, oh, hi, Johnny, and like, hey, and like maybe say like, how's your, how's your mother? Oh, she's good. And then they keep yeah. walking. Daffodils again? Man, you're sure spoiling her. Yeah, but right? you, 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 you would do that in 30 seconds as opposed right. to what they do. The, right. I think what they were just trying to show is that they're intellectually equal. That's it. I think they're right. trying to show, and they their their minds. Are it's not just sex. They both like each other's minds, but they didn't know how to do that. So they're like, show them playing chess a bunch of times. And see, to me, they they achieve the opposite. Because I'm looking at that like, how the fuck is a guy who's lived for a hundred years right. this bad at this? No, right? I think, yeah, I think the idea is that since he can't read, well, okay, oh, I just, I think I just cracked it. Oh, thank you. I'm so since glad. Since he Dave. can't read Bella's mind, he's bad at it because he's been cheating on che- uh, chess for a hundred <laughs> years, and he doesn't even realize. Oh my it. god! Well, when holy you, shit! Like, oh, that's Dave, the, uh, Dave, if I could read your thoughts, I'd cheat all the time. Yeah, that's all I would. Well, do. I don't think he even thinks of it as cheating. It's just using his assets to win at a game, the way they play baseball. Right. Is he's, that he's like, I can read their minds, so I'm just going to use that to play chess. The first time he plays chess with someone whose mind he can't read, he's like, oh, this is hard all of a sudden. <laughs> I got to think of moves that they might do. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. 
<laughs> right, I agree. That's the problem. Is it, it? It really reinforces the fact that this man's learned very little in his time on this planet. Yeah. He's learned very little. Well, <laughs> you know, he's very good looking. He's always young and he can read yeah. minds. How much do you expect someone to learn like that? I don't know. I thank God that I'm a goblin every day. You know what yeah. I mean? Because like, I've at least learned a couple things. Yeah. I you mean, know? just like living, aging, like these are things that Edward can't do. It kind of makes sense that all the vampires are frightfully naive. Uh, that actually checks out now that I think Yeah, about totally. It. It adds, but again, I feel like it adds up because, like, not because the filmmakers wanted it to, but because it does fit into the worldview making the movie. It's kind of the most fascinating thing about vampires, if you think about it, is that a hundred-year-old person who's never known death, the death of others, who's never known aging, who's never known pain or weakness, like, of course they'd be a big dummy. Yeah, be, it's almost like childhood is the kingdom where nobody dies, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, fuck you, Dave. I brought it back. Oh, oh no. shit. Holy shit, Dave. Oh, we did oh, it. I knew it. I knew it was going to find a way. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, hey, Dave. <sighs> Uh, we believe that based on this movie that pregnancy is a punishment, right? I'm not done with the chess, Adam. <laughs> Come on, man. Get, I have one what, more what are we thing doing? about the chess. All right, go ahead. Dave. Which is go that ahead. the montage ends with Bella waking up and he goes, what is it? A bad dream? And she's like, no, it was a good dream because I wanted it to be real. And my question is, was the chess all a dream? Yes. That's what I thought too. I was like, is this any, is any of this real? Her dreams are maddening because she also has a waking dream. I think the I think the idea is they're just they didn't want to cut to her waking up, but her wedding dream where he's on a pile of bodies cuts to her then like zooming out of her eye mm-hmm. while she's awake. And I was like, is she? Just... That was weird too. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know That's... what was a dream of that sequence. That's bad directing. Both of those are are examples of bad directing. Um, cause that, that's just a basic clarity thing. I should know yeah. what was the dream. I should know when the dream stopped. Yeah. Um, and, and they were, that I was, I was really disappointed with the directing of this movie and I, you know, I'm not trying to be preachy. I, it, there was just basic clarity things. And to me, if I'm directing the movie, you gotta fix some of this stuff. You just got to like, yeah. that doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. The acting from the vampire. No. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm going to save this for later. We'll do this for okay. later. Well, your uh, question about pregnancy is a punishment right that's what the movie is telling us because it seems like we only know for sure they had sex once yes right so like that and she immediately gets pregnant like it feels like it's it's so basic where it's like right they have sex once and then like the next scene is her like i'm pregnant (laughs) it's like jesus christ but it's okay but she's pregnant after two weeks uh, she's a little late, so she doesn't take a test. She just knows by feeling her stomach. And then she gets nine months pregnant in a month. Is that yes. right? I think because it's a super baby. I assume. I assume that. Yeah. They both make pregnancy seem horrific and uh, speedy. Which is, and it's neither thing. It's like, I, 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 don't, I don't know why we did that. What's the point of it? <sighs> What's the point of any of this? Right. I'm sorry. Dave, you're right. I don't understand why certain points give me the nihilism and not others. But yeah. This one really got it, me. It's weird. Her pregnancy is weird. Uh, she wants chicken. Uh, oh, dude. 
the chicken with peanut butter thing, uh, I understand that it's supposed to telegraph that she's pregnant. It's still like... Uh, I don't think... Correct me if I'm wrong, people listening. Uh, I don't think when you get like two weeks pregnant, you immediately do the cravings. I thought it was like a month or something. You're not turning into venom. Like it's it's not a immediate transformation. It's well, a but, gradual one. But maybe it's because of vampires. Maybe it's vampire logic, right? Right. Yeah. Her his demon seed is is all up in her. Right, and it's it's like you know again it's sucking her dry. It's like the first actual vampiring a- vampiric act we've seen in the whole fucking series. Yes. Can we talk right? about the housekeepers? Yeah, I didn't know what to make of that. So Did you? I don't know why they were in the movie. I don't either. I couldn't figure it out. They were living in their own horror movie because they are yeah. they're clearly terrified. And then he's like, these are our housekeepers. And then mm-hmm. they leave the scene. And she's like, what's wrong? And they're like, oh, they just think I'm a demon and they're terrified of me. And they're like, Haha. right. And I was like, all right. So that that poor housekeeper. And then he brings the housekeeper in. Um, and he says, like, please, you have experience with this. How, what do we do? And how, I'm thinking, how do we know like, that? Yeah. Yes. How do we know that? Why does That's- she have experience? That's where our next great movie idea that we didn't make is a Vampire the Help. Yeah. I wrote that down. Vampire the Help. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, good good idea for a movie. It's right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, she... And she just says death. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, okay, uh, all yeah. right, fine. Yeah, I, 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 I forgive me, Dave. I, I want to say more about this, but like, I'm like legitimately don't know what to take from any of that. I like left just with my. It was a big cosmic shrug for me. I'm not sure. Say what? I'm not sure. I just don't know. I don't need. I, I couldn't. It's like I understand we need people to move exposition sometimes, and we need like people to just serve basic plot functions. <clears throat> These people bring in a whole different class of people that deserve a story in the vampire universe and then alludes to one that's kind of interesting and then that we'll never see them again. Right. That's it for them. Yeah. We'll never see them again. I I can't imagine. Right. Is there any way? (sighs) It's, it's, it's just like the, the, the girl who's mad at scumbag James about scumbag James where it's like, I just don't know. Was it James that she was mad about? I yeah, just they wanted, killed I, I, scumbag James. But that's but okay. So, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't the the other guy, the the one that they recruited from Forks. Um, wait, wait. I didn't wait, know which wait, wait. I didn't know which vampire they were fucking referring oh, wait. to. Sorry, I just remembered the previous plot. She's dead. Edward Broker Neck, the vampire I'm thinking of, who I'm like, whatever happened to her? She died in the last movie. Yeah, yeah, that was right. So there's literally no evil vampire. Yes. Okay. Correct. Except for the council. The council is out there still. Yeah, they're fucking around. Who who the hell knows what their deal is? Sure. Okay. This whole time I was like, oh, that's a plot that hasn't been resolved, but it absolutely has when Edward tore her fucking neck open. Right. It also is so ancillary to the story that you didn't remember it. 
Yeah, exactly. It's the right. it's the it's the resolution. It's the climax of the previous film. Right. And I didn't, didn't remember, remember it. it. Nah, because it doesn't matter. She never mattered. She was just a MacGuffin. Yeah. Just like you're not going to remember these housekeepers either. Yeah. Because they're just a MacGuffin. They don't don't matter. Well, what is the purpose of them? Because I thought, oh, they're just here for exposition. But then they give very little exposition. And then Edward goes and Googles the rest. Yes, she they she should have been the one that says you bring child of death or whatever you know what I mean. She should yeah. have done that, so we get some idea of what the what the pregnancy is. It's a wild fucking scene because he's right. like she. Imagine thinking there's a demon sure. that you're working for, and first of all, sure. you should get out of that job, right? If you can, if you can, yeah. right? You know, and like, then the demon's it, like, "You got to help me. I knocked this chick up with my demon seed. All right, I'm a demon. I'm a demon." Like he just admits to them. He's like, "Look." She's knocked up with my demon seed. What do we do? And she's just like, I can't help you, demon, that I a minute ago thought was going to murder me and this woman. It's such a weird, awkward situation. Uh, it's awkward. And uh, it, again, it, it's it's juicy, but like pointlessly juicy. Yes. You know, it doesn't. It's it's juice. We're never going to get to taste. Dave, we're never going to taste that sweet story juice. No, Instead, not. we got this raw bone we got to chew on. At this point in my notes, I wrote, I can't believe this is the plot. Well, so, and the reason you did that is because, again, the pregnancy is actually the inciting incident for the movie. And it's 50 minutes in. It's 51 minutes. Vampire honeymoon abortion, because they, they, he calls it an it, and he yes, clearly wants to thing. just rip that baby out of her. Which didn't seem like consistent with his values at all. That seemed like a really big right turn for his values. Yeah. Again, I don't know if it's a comment on, <laughs> is it a comment on conservatism where it's like the mo- the moment it involves his life, his values change? Well, uh, you'd think, yeah. uh, because of course that's definitely true. Uh, but I don't think the movie's that thoughtful. No. You know, uh, it just seems like the movie was then, then we're going to do an abortion debate. Uh, and I also don't know if it actually did an abortion debate. No, because like, yeah, because it didn't answer it. Also, apparently ultrasounds can't see inside her and they can't read her future. Uh, no reason why that happens. Not yet, but we still have one more movie, Dave. I still think I, so, but my, my theories altered a little bit. Uh, so either she's the special boy or she's, she's Mary mother of Jesus. Uh, right i know man i i really hope she isn't mary mother of jesus because that's very disappointing yeah if that's because that's well, just her like destiny seems to be like i've i talked previously about the idea of her being like a cool motorcycle vampire she's destined to just shit out this child and that's it right and it's like i keep <sighs> waiting for her to become a part of the plot yes like i again stupid dave was imagining when the werewolves were like, we're going to eat her fetus. And they were having that dog meeting. And then they were going to have the war outside the Cullen's house. Stupid Dave was picturing at a a point where like Edward almost gets killed. And then the werewolf goes to swipe and then a hand catches the werewolf and you cut and it's where it's vampire Bella. And she's like, it's kick some ass. And she jumps in because she's now a vampire. Nope. She never, that's not going to happen. She doesn't participate in the movie. Right. In the conflicts. I, I wrote down Stupid Dave as better movies, by the way, that we could be watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, that uh, was on my list. <laughs> <laughs> so there, it's still just people fighting over Bella. Every movie is people yeah. fighting over Bella. Right. And, 
a group wants to kill her and a group wants to save her and that's this, it. This movie is really bad on uh f- like on feminism. Like it's just bad on it. Uh <laughs> and I, it is. Yes, it think. is. And I you know, far be it for me to preach at anybody about about uh how a, a woman should be depicted I've been in very- film. I've been painfully self-aware that this movie or this podcast has mainly been two guys talking about uh, what they think this woman should do. But like, okay, but uh, again, not as a woman, as a as a character in a story. Yes. Like as I, I, again, I'm not here to say this is what a woman should be, how they should be depicted Look, in film. It's not my job. But I can tell you, is, I can is say when win an award, it's good. Yeah, it's yeah, good. Yeah. I, I can say. <laughs> I can say when a, a character lacks agency and when we're reinforcing yes, it's, outdated it, archetypes. It's definitely it definitely has to do with gender, but on the basic movie logic, as someone who just watched a lot of movie, it's like your protagonist isn't doing anything constantly. Right. right. And, and I like, can't help but to notice that she's a young woman and that and the only people who are active in participating making decisions are men. And so it's like it's again it's very telling uh, to use the to values use, of the writer, right? Again, to use the hero's journey, like one of the reasons why when you read like old and like ancient texts, and for the most part they're not about women, it's because they don't go on the hero's journey because right. they're always ancillary characters. It's again uh, what we're talking about is that the belief structure con- conflicts with the movie they were the story they wanted to tell, where they're like, we want it to be about a young woman meeting vampires. But like a woman can't make the decisions, <laughs> right? Like, well, then you yeah. don't have a story. You have to get over that that hurdle and have yes. her active in her own story. Good God! I I agree. Now the problem is that I do believe I do believe that there are people and you know women who they do life like this. Like I think there are people who are doing life this way. We talked about this in a previous episode where it's there's nothing wrong. With being attracted to someone who's domineering, if that's what you're attracted to and you're comfortable with yourself. Right. Um, it's just that we don't have enough character here. She's just a blank. She's a mannequin. She's a blank slate. This whole movie who just sort of goes along with that's again, the most logical conclusion is that she is under a spell because she acts yep. like she's under a spell. She doesn't act like her will is her own. She lets everybody around her kind of make decisions. Um, the only decision she's made is that she's keeping this baby. Right. And that's, the th- I mean, you've just distilled it perfectly, but like the difference between being under a spell and being a hero in a movie is that the choice is choice. Yeah. If a, if a hero makes a choice, the spell they're under is the, their want. And we accept that because we understand that as a basic human experience. When they don't make choices, but they just move forward in unmotivated ways, it looks like a spell and we don't understand it. Right. Anyway, um, we've talked about that enough. Yeah. Uh, I want to note, they're real, they're real lucky that the dad's a doctor because yeah, otherwise yeah. they'd have to bring this to a doctor and that would be a... Uh, uh, a huge a disaster. disaster. Yeah. Uh, they also fly a fucking charter jet home. Did you notice that? They're stupid rich. How rich? Yeah, how? How are they they're, so rich? They're vampire rich. From what? From vampire. So, like, maybe Alice can tell the future, so they bet it all on Apple or some shit, like uh-huh. back in 1985? They're also 100 years old. They just probably own stock in a lot of things. They've probably murdered rich people and taken their wealth. 
I mean, if you have the talent of Alice, like, if can you imagine, like, what insider trading even means for a vampire? Yeah, I go to a casino all the time. Oh, yeah. Well, you, I mean, it would lose its luster after a while, right? Yeah, you just—it's like, like an ATM. Anytime you need a couple thousand, you just hit up a casino. Couple thousand. Try again, my dude. I guess. I, I guess you can't win that big because they'll find out about you, right? Well, yeah, but what are they going to do? Arrest the vampire? That's not going to go well. No. There's by the way, Ocean, Vampire Oceans Eleven is another movie we should write down. Okay, somebody yeah. write that down. Producer, write that down. Yeah. Uh, so just be, before we get all the way to guys, a doctor. Uh, the dad, suspecting things are not correct, employs Jacob to find out what's going on. Did you notice that? I did. Which, by the way, is another movie I wrote down. Charlie using Where Jacob to solve crimes. An excellent Werewolf. movie. Well, we talked about the vampire detective where he teams well, no, up. We, yes, this one's more interesting in a different way because you have Charlie, this sort of small town guy, using another small town kid who turns out as a werewolf to be like just an excellent cop. Right. You know, that's kind of a fun movie. That would be pretty fun. Yeah, um, anyway. I didn't have anything more on uh, the va- dad doctor. That's it. I do. Um, uh, he's got all oh, that blood also, laid aside. Also, Jacob doesn't report back to Bella's dad. <laughs> right. So, like, uh, mi- I guess mission fail there. Yeah. Uh, back to base. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what were you uh, going to say? The, the doctor dad has, like, just a lot of blood laid away. And when they find out that he has blood that they can just use to give her to drink, the whole family's kind of like, okay, this is bullshit. They're she gets like, to you're drink blood. on us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she gets to drink blood. What the fuck, Because they're talking about man? hunting and shit earlier. Right. And it's like, uh, you had blood this whole time, motherfucker. When they go hunting, by the way, that's how you know that they've depleted all the good animals because they have to go into the werewolf territory to hunt. You're right. That's why. That's how you know. The another st- Another movie is just those animals, their point of yep. view. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's it like for a deer just in a vampire werewolf world? It's a collision of titans. Uh, Uh, I also wrote down Vampire Blood Drive as another movie that would be fun to watch. Just how are they getting that blood? That's a that's a frat comedy. Come on. Right. Oh, 100 percent. It's a it's the sequel to Vampire Bachelor Party. Yes. Right. It's right. This is when the the, this is when the bachelor party went bad. They got to pay back some public damage that they caused. So they they get a blood drive. They get a blood drive going. Yeah. (laughs) What a great movie. Write that down, producer. Somebody somebody better be. There's someone's writing it down. Um, I want to talk so. about her names. Sure. Oh, oh, Dave. Oh, if my it's a God. Boy, she wants to name it EJ or Edward Jacob, which is just yes. horrible. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible Jeez, name. Bella. I wrote down like, hey, can we get a can we get a rewrite on that and just call him Edward James? My dad, Collins, just all the dudes you've loved. Yes. Just uh, every dude. Just right just my dad should be his middle name. <laughs> but what was the girl's name? Resume? Dude, it was Renisme. Renisme. <sighs> or Ren Re- Renisme. It was a it was a Brangelina. It was a Brangelina. What, it was Benifer. It's the it's a combination of what names? Renee and Isme. <sighs> okay. And then Edward's like, it's beautiful, and everyone's like, No, it isn't. And then nobody says <laughs> anything else. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Edward's like, Edward, Edward, bless his heart, is like, you know, no, it's great. You did great. And everyone's like, this is a travesty. This name's horrifying. And uh, I guess it's going in. What are you going to do? Yeah. It's like Elon Musk bad. That's like an Elon Musk name. That's how stupid it is. Yeah, well, it's vampires. It doesn't surprise me. Like, of course, vampires have stupid names, right? 
I guess. Uh, I fucking guess. But like, uh, you know, like they could have picked something old timey, right? I feel like old timey fits more with vampires. You know, like a like a like a, a Henry. Like bring a Henry back. You could bring a Henry in. Yeah, in mix. yeah. Bring Gale back. You know what I mean? Or like Retha or something <laughs> like that. Gale, Gale's not going anywhere, is it? Gail's not, dude. You know any kids named Gail? Get All out right, of here. That's a good point. That's a good point. You've never met a kid named Gail. That's insane. Um, uh, yeah. I so mean, there's they, a lot. They discover that they discover that the baby needs blood, which we've already been yes, through. They did. Correct. By the way, sister, where, there was a scene with Jacob where he decides he's going to watch over them to protect them from the werewolves. Right. Right. And they had so this is when like the other he has two a moment with the sister where I was like. I feel like they might bone. Yes, that's she's clearly being set up as a substitute. That's correct. Yeah, uh, she is a not a good actor, uh, or her acting here is bad. I was going to say, how can you tell in this movie? How can you tell? Um, I would say a lot of the acting. I believe the decisions that are being made. Like they make, they're making emotional decisions that I believe. Right. Right. That's like whereas she is not. She is trying to feel the feelings, and she can't. That's how I decide it. I have said it before. I think Robert and and, and uh, Kirsten are doing a good job with what they need to be doing. He is much more consistent than she is at this yeah. point. Uh, but she also has the stupidest part in the world, so I don't know what to say. Right. You know, uh, uh, I, I don't blame her for it. Uh, so the doctor yeah, the, goes out to hunt. Well, he goes out to raise blood. He's doing to a blood get more drive. Blood. So that creates yeah. a situation where Bella starts having the baby. Um, she again, Cronenberg moment. They hand her this cup of blood, uh, and her back twists. Yeah, that was fucking crazy. It. Yeah, that was fucked up. Uh, can I? I'm sorry, Dave. I got to drag us one more step back. I apologize. Okay. 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 So it's when fine, she drinks, fine. when she drinks the blood, there's a moment where she like she drinks the blood. Everybody looks at her, and then she goes, "Oh, this." taste and then like we wait for a long time and she says good Good. and i was like i was like dude this is where we should have had a thousand jokes like this is like if you're doing the sketch of this you just show all the different things she could say instead of good right and again (laughs) that's how they know it's working for some yes right that doesn't make no sense totally stupid but like can you just imagine she drinks it oh this tastes like chicken like oh this tastes and then just keep going through them dude like yeah. they're all fucking like there's no wrong answer it's funny every time yeah, I, can't, I wrote like, like a hundred of them down your pee and he's like oh yeah it's my pee <laughs> it's a little vampire prank right oh this tastes like syrup uh, you know what i mean it's like anything's good there we'll keep going that's so, it so having the baby is pretty easy edward just bites her open is, it wasn't clear to me exactly what that was supposed to be. So is he not clamping, is he not chewing off the umbilical cord? Maybe. I wrote vampire C-section because I couldn't, I couldn't figure out what was happening because the movie isn't showing it, is that... They didn't even number they're up. Cutting, they're like, now's the, no, they give her morphine, and then he's like, okay. we have to wait for the morphine. They're like, no time! These two young men who have no medical experience right. perform a C-section on Bella. No yeah wonder she died no kidding uh they killed no her kidding. they yeah. it's it, it's my god uh yeah it, it's 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 very dark and it's a it's kind of a left turn even though she looks like she has like a grave illness they clearly uh, thought it was important that jacob 
and Edward deliver the baby, and I'm not sure why. Oh, you know why? Because it's uh, it's there's a great it's dramatic bonding. irony. Yeah, then they should right? have just had it like normal baby delivery, not yeah, C-section. Because of... a C, I get the idea they do it in sitcoms and stuff where it's like we're having this baby in the cab, and then the husband has to deliver the baby or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but it's never a C-section. It's not treated and, like it's a horror movie, which right. is how it and, would feel. Yeah, and to be very frank, if I had to deliver a baby suddenly. I would never be bold enough to call C-section. Can you imagine? Like being like not a doctor and we have to have this baby and like being a pregnant woman hearing the guy delivering the baby go, I have to cut you open. It's like, I'm sorry. What? Like you're like not a doctor. Not right. a doctor. You at least have to give a, a three sentence reason. Like that's yeah, just minimum. Even. That's like, minimum rules. He doesn't rules. even know. How does he know a C-section is necessary? I well, right, and because like I was actually kind of surprised that the baby turned out to be human. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I was like, <laughs> well, was, was it human? Did you see that face? Oh, dude, did you see <laughs> that face? <laughs> I laughed for a good. I paused the movie and laughed for two minutes when I that saw was the face. Fucking incredible! It was. <laughs> good it was so bad that i left but i was like just briefly i was very disappointed to see the baby didn't have like fucking wings or something yeah you know what i mean like it needed them it was like well, why does the baby have so some crazy even less of a vampire right it's a vampire hybrid which i imagine will be a yeah. problem in the next one i th- my theory is that uh that i think it's the MacGuffin. Gonna, ultimately yes correct they're gonna try to steal the special baby this is when we're gonna find out that uh that kristen stewart finally does something and she's a special girl <laughs> Don't, don't overestimate. Uh, maybe like she, the, she might do nothing in the next movie. I mean, I know. Uh, she right, might be, yeah, do she maybe nothing won't do anything. All. We'll see. Yeah, I think she, she might has be a vampire with super strength who just stays at home while Edward goes and fights stuff. It's going to be them like they're trying to kill you again, Bella, and your baby. You need to hide in our house, and we'll team up with the werewolves and fight them. Movie over. Just briefly, did Twilight become popular before the entire series was written? Do you know I that? I don't know. I don't know. So, All I like, know is that they literally, the most they've ever changed the plot is they put her in a tent once. They're like, <laughs> you're hiding in a tent this time. But every wow. movie is her hiding inside while wow. a bunch of people fight yeah. to protect her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. I, I can see that. Uh, okay, yeah, she hasn't been active yet, so maybe being active is too much to expect. I do think we're going to find out she's a special girl, though, because they've they've been very I consistent sure hope on. So. Well, it can't be just because she's the mother of Jesus. I think the idea is that th- since they were like vampire pregnancy, this never happened. I assume it's because she has some weird vampire immunity that we know about, where she can't read mind or she can't have her mind read, and the powers don't work on them. That's why she can also get pregnant. My fingers are crossed for she is a different thing and not entirely human. Maybe. That's my my fingers are crossed for that. It would make a lot of things make more sense in this series. Yeah. You um, know. So she dies from botched surgery by right. two almost teenagers, two dudes with no medical background who decide to do a C-section. She dies and then Jacob's like I told you so. I told like he's not even mourning her. He's no, just he's like yeah, yeah. yeah. He's just like happy to be right. 
And yeah. he's like, I knew this was going to end this way. And it's like, yeah, I mean, if you perform surgery on her, yeah. Right. And they also, everybody quits on her, be, quits on her life very quickly, by the way. Nobody, like, really checks to make sure. No. You know, like, the, the werewolf who tells the other werewolves who come to attack uh, just sees a facial expression of Jacob. Doesn't even see the dead corpse himself. Right. Like, hey, man, do better at recon. You know? I, yeah. I don't know. What do I know? I'm just a, I'm just watching Twilight for a living. <laughs> it's not your entire job. Right. This is right. It's only a part of my living. So the werewolves want to eat the baby. Uh, yeah, they I fight guess. Outside. Yeah. I guess. And I guess. Then, yeah, they want they want to eat the baby, right? That that is what they want to do, right? They think the baby is dangerous, and they don't fully explain why. Well, and they also didn't fully explain what happened with Jacob until the moment that the conflict was over. Thank God Edward was there to explain a fundamental fact about these beings we didn't understand until that moment. Wait, what? Yeah, okay, so like, all right. So when the vampires get there to fucking eat the baby, uh, Jacob has been imprinted, right? He's been imprinted, which I know we're going to talk about. Great. Yes, I know so, we're going to talk about that as well. We have to, right. So he's been imprinted by the baby with the magic face. So he jumps out, rips <laughs> off his clothes. By the way, everybody learned how to wear shirts in this movie. I kind of appreciated that. They did. That. It was weird. It was weird. Although this movie made sure to tell us they rip their clothes every time they turn into wolves. Okay, good to know. So he turns into a wolf and Edward's like, no, see, he's been imprinted. And now the wolves can't attack it because they all have to honor the imprint. A thing right. that's like, how did he know that? And who's he explaining that to? Right. And, uh, okay, I guess the movie's over. I, you know what I mean? Like, like, that was it. It was weird. Okay, yeah. That was new, right? That rule? I, I mean, it had to be new because they didn't explain it to us. Like, he, they, need, they felt the need to explain it to us. So it was yeah, really, they it had said to be new. they can't attack an imprinted... Let's talk about the, about the imprinting. So Jacob walks into Thank the you. room. Yes. First thing we learn is apparently imprinting isn't voluntary. No, it just happens to you. Like we a fever. also know that you see their life when you imprint. I guess that's what happens. And then like he, they have a monologue explaining it's, this isn't sexual. It's like a, it's like a brother. It's like a friend or a brother. When it's, do they uh, explain you, that? What's that? When do they explain that? They explain it as he's seeing it. We're hearing a mon- a monologue of you know, oh, you'll be anything. You'll be anything. Yeah, uh, like Jacob a brother talking. Or a I I was yes. I blacked out. Oh, of course. Because I was like, I, what yeah. the fuck is happening? Did, did yeah. he so horrified by this CGI face, this ghoul face, <laughs> that it's just he's 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 gone into like inside of himself. Right. And I had dumb convulsions. I got dumb chills that went into convulsions. So I didn't remember it either. Yeah. I totally so, understand. He walks up, he imprints the baby um, involuntarily, and until that moment, uh, my understanding was imprinting was it was a mate situation. It was sex. It was a relationship. Uh, They went so hard on that, and the only metaphor for it was Jacob's feelings for Bella. It was the only way we understood it. 
And all of a sudden, he wants to fuck this baby. Right, exactly. That's exactly what it is. And they, the movie knew it was a problem, so they gave us this monologue that none of us understood. That felt like it was added later. Yeah, they were like, the yeah, test audiences yeah, yeah, yeah. were like, does he want to fuck that baby? And they're like, right. oh, uh, we didn't think about this. And maybe in the book, they didn't explain it either. It's like they, they were like, shit, we have to do something here. Uh, and so, yeah, I liked the idea idea of what they were trying to do they could have executed it better it, uh, it was the it was the one moment that was like if they had done a nice job this would have been a great twist in the movie's franchise right if they had set up imprinting is not a sexual thing um it was like oh of course he imprints on the baby then he protects it if they if they had showed an imprinting process where it was like two werewolves have a kid together and they imprint on the kid or something Right, it's and like we see it, that it, they honor it. If it was like Harry Potter's wand, you know what I mean? If it was like the wands in Harry Potter, where it's like the wand chooses you, Harry. Right, you know. If it was like that, it would have been perfect. But it wasn't like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> but Jacob imprints on the baby, and is there like he's imprinted on it? Edward should have been like you. What the fuck, man? Because he doesn't know what imprinting is either, I'm sure. They're just like, what did you do? Did you pee on the baby? What is that? What did you do to my baby, you freak? Edward should have taken Jacob aside and been like, listen, man, as one guy who's got a who's got a um, a problem with people who aren't minors or who are minors, if I as one guy to another who's got a problem with minors, what you're doing's more fucked up. That's what I was thinking too, is they're like, Oh, you think Edward's a pervert? Wait till you hear about what Jacob does. It's so unsettling. Yeah, right. They need a support group for sure. They're in trouble. Yeah. They're in a lot of trouble. Uh, uh, yeah. So Bella, they think she might come out of it. They're like, she's been I bitten. Couldn't, I couldn't figure out how they determined that. Yeah, they seem to think she's still hanging on. But it was like, how? Like, like they had said before that, like, hey, man, it might not be I enough to bring back. I assume Father Doctor showed up and was like, what did you guys do? And, like, checked her vitals and was like, oh, she's still got a pulse. Okay, uh, all right. It would have been nice think, for the I movie they did, they to let us in. they performed a dummy scene. It's, it's the scene in Basketball okay, where they think you. the person's dead because it's a slapstick comedy. And they go out of their way and perform like they do the zappers on them. And the joke is that they're not doctors. They don't know what they're right. doing. Right, right, of I, course. I feel like it's that where they're like, we're losing her! C-section! Oh, she's dead. And then the, the, the dad comes home and she's like, what did you do? She's not dead. You cut her open. She could have just delivered the baby. What the fuck, guys? Yeah, this is why you use the cell phone. They're like, cell yeah. phone? You know, yeah. uh, and then they so, learn. So they put her in a recovery gown, a recovery dress. They're like, she might get out of this. Let's clean her up, make her look presentable. But it seemed, okay, so again, it was a mislead because it seemed like for a brief moment they were suggesting that she died because they put her in, f- in I funeral clothes. I think that's what clothes. they were trying to. But it was confusing because nobody was acting like she was dead. They were right. just doing the dead stuff. You're right. They're, it felt like they were trying to mislead us, but they weren't in the t- conversation. They were like, she's fine. Right. She could make it out. But it, they put her on like a slab in the middle of the room like she's a, <laughs> like she's like an hors d'oeuvre. Yes. Uh, yes, and they put they her did. in the dress and it's like, give her a private room, like put her in a regular bed. They put her on a fucking weird slab in a dress. And it's like, is this how ba- vampires think humans recover from surgery? I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, dude, there's nothing private in that home. No, 
No, I they, think like, the idea is there are like either she dies or she becomes a vampire. So she's gonna want to look nice when she wakes up, if she wakes yeah. up. Yeah. You think they're just sitting there with their blood popcorn, just like watching? Oh yeah. Yeah, popping it in, just like hmm, this is yeah. this is gonna be something. This is gonna be something. And then we uh, get the we the get the ending of Avatar. It zooms in <laughs> on her eyes. They they. <laughs> They they telegraph the eyes because they show yeah, her yeah. from the side, right? Right, right. And what you could do is in that shot, her eyes open and the movie ends. But then the camera starts slowly moving over her eyes. And it's like, well, you're only doing that to show her opening her eyes. Like the, the trope and then their eyes open, which is already so tired, is dependent on a shot of a character that you think is dead. Yes, Correct. But when the camera starts going to their eyes before that happens, then you already know their eyes are going to open because it's a trope. But when it especially does that, it's like the filmmakers are like, look, we all know what's going to happen. So we might right. as well set up the shot to the eyes. Yeah. Yada, yada. This happens. Yeah. What would have happened if they went to the eyes and then they just didn't open? Would that have been interesting to you? Uh, it would have been better. And that, but see, I think then people would have been like, what the fuck, man? You know what I mean? Like they would have been mad, right? Right, but it's a better cliffhanger. It's the anti, because we know she's going to become a vampire. Well, it's the only thing we've been talking about for four movies now. So, right. I, I feel like we should have done all the, like, I feel like this moment, her becoming a vampire, should have happened at the end of three. You know what I, I mean? Like, think, we, like, I think you're right, but I think they were just like, we don't have enough to fill. They clearly don't have enough content. No, no, no. I think like how, many, books how many books were there? Enough. Four? I assume. I, yeah. I mean, I, it's very clear they did the Harry Potter thing where they're like, we could make two movies out of the last how book. How long were the books? I don't know. I don't. I mean, the movies are pretty well paced in the sense that they're all under two hours and they don't feel... Right. The movies do make no they don't feel rushed they don't feel but like 40 minutes to get to her being pregnant I, and, and like all the movies are this where it's like I do get the sense that these books were very short and this, then they this kind was of a, they're yeah. like okay can we get like 15 minutes off baseball yeah let's get 15 you know like it feels like they stretched it this was a disaster as its own movie it didn't it could not it was not a good its own movie didn't need right? to be two parts. No, absolutely not. They, they like most of that honeymoon anxiety stuff sent the wrong message. Anyway, I think what happened is a lot of movies when they get split up, they're like, "There's just too much. We have to split it up." Sure. I think this one, they were like, "We want to have it end on her becoming a vampire because that's a good hook." And they're like, "But there isn't enough." And they're like, "That's okay. Let's make the honeymoon forty minutes long." I mean, I'm not going, I mean, or they just like, we're not going to cut anything out from the book. Everything yeah. in the book's going to be in this movie. That's my guess. Yeah. Right. Cause like, for instance, when they split the last Harry Potter book into two movies, it made perfect sense because the books were very long. Like that book was yeah, very cl- long. It's the opposite. The cliffhanger isn't great in the Harry Potters, but right. they knew they needed to. This one, I think they, they do have a good cliffhanger moment. That's a good moment to end the film. But like I, I, I'm actually shocked that happens halfway through the book, if it does. That yes, I don't understand that either. Which tells me that her becoming a vampire is not the end of her transformation. Yeah, right? you're right. It it just it seems like a moment that's meant for the end, but everything before it didn't feel conclusive. 
And that's why it doesn't feel conclusive that she became a vampire. It's like, okay, so you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to be shitty about it. It's just like, uh, no, it's that they know there's a cliffhanger. It reminds me of JJ Abrams and the first star Wars, which is that he ends it on her seeing Luke Skywalker and him not saying anything. And it's clear that JJ didn't know what was going to happen next. Right. Exactly. Cause he doesn't write. He's not a good writer. Um, and, and so he just ended it there and everybody's like, Ooh, but it's like, it's just a scene. Like he literally just cuts off a scene and makes you feel like it's a cliffhanger, but it's not. It's, he just ended a scene prematurely. Especially what considering I, what he did in the actual scene. Well, that's what I was going to say. What I always found interesting is that Ryan Johnson then continues the scene and he can, starts the scene by Luke Skywalker taking the lightsaber, throwing it over his shoulder. Perfect ending. And that's ending. such a better ending. Yes, yes, and great ending. And it's clear ending. that J.J. Abrams didn't want to commit to anything. He didn't know what was going to happen. That would have been the cliffhanger, is Luke Skywalker tossing the fucking lightsaber away. Uh, this uh, is why, this is why, like, I'm and fundamentally... And like the same, where they're like, and her eyes open. Ooh, like, right. Right, I'm I'm fundamentally opposed to the idea of franchises, like already being of greenlit just franchises. Yeah. Well, like like so, because they make for bad middle installments. You know, yes. uh, like I think every every movie in a franchise needs to fight to be a movie. Well, look at Avengers. It was that was the roughest point with the Avengers is Age of Ultron, where oh, you yeah. know nothing matters. No, like, nothing they're matters. Just, they're just they're just like spinning their wheels. They're like, and here's another one, and it's like, cool, man. I mean, I'm waiting for the third one, so whatever. They did pretty good with the Avengers, considering that because how many were there? Six. Avengers, like the main films? Yes, the main thank you for yawning that question at me, Dave. Sorry, I'm a little seepy. I understand. I'm a seepy I, boy. I, I, dude, and you've earned it because you've been, you've been um, working so hard. There's the first Avengers, Age of Ultron, and then Infinity War, and then Endgame. There's four. No, no. Winter Soldier is an Avengers movie, isn't it? No. You are Civil un- War. You are Civil War. Nope. That's a Captain America. I thought Civil War was an Avengers Captain movie, Captain America. Dude. I'm looking this up. This Captain is worth America. The, okay, I believe you. I'm just going to look it up. That's all. Civil War. You certainly can't understand the other movies without You're knowing right. Civil War. It, it is Captain America. Uh, so they, therefore, they, they. I think they like introduced it as like Secret War or something, um, and then they like were like, no, it's Civil War, motherfuckers, slam dunk, uh, and they sort of needed to do it. Because um, you were correct about this, Dave, I will be sending you one vial of my blood. It is okay. now yours. Yeah, you're welcome. I will make many atoms with it. Oh, the, making more of me, which is what you would do with my blood? That's nice. Mm-hmm. To fight you. That's n- is that, <laughs> you've been longing for it? Uh, they'd you be atoms, it. but they'd be under my control. They would be subservient to my, my wishes. That's, see, but then what you've done is you've broken the fundamental atom uh, core. What you'd have is husks, Dave. You wouldn't have the real me. Yeah, I just want some husks. Well, I never, I wouldn't strive to have the real you. Well, all right. I would want the real you and then I would break you down like emotionally so that you like you, it's like, um, it's like Star Trek nemesis where Picard meets his clone, but his clone has lived a very different life than his. So Picard has to face the idea of like, if I lived his life, would I have been a terrorist? Well, uh, I have to, I have to, and I would make you wonder that about yourself. I have to appreciate the fact that out of all the Star Treks, you picked the one you knew I hadn't watched. 
Uh, Such a nemesis starring yeah. Tom Hardy as Picard's clone. Yeah, so thank you for uh, already trying to... We should watch that. You're trying it's to, Friday. You're... We have Friday night movies. Uh, oh, yeah. We yeah, should yeah. watch Star Trek Nemesis. Yeah, so uh, I like the presumption that you think you can break me mentally. I, I respect that. And well, I'm going to give you, because of that, I'm going to give you a, a, an insight into what it would take. Uh, it, what it would take, Davis, to find out that all of our podcasts here had been erased. <laughs> can you imagine? If we like, had to do it over? None of Holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. Can you that imagine if it. we had to do this again? What? Can you imagine if we had to do this over? Like we had, we no. committed to this idea and did oh, it over? Oh, are you kidding me? I've done this. I, this has happened to me one time. I was okay. recording a be, uh, Best Bad movie okay. um, with uh, Sandra. Yeah, yeah. About... Um, about fucking um, god damn it! What's the movie called? Streets of Fire. I, I I'll believe you. I don't know. I don't With that. Willem that doesn't, Dafoe doesn't strike a chord for me. It's the uh, it doesn't matter. And Rick Moranis. Who? Uh, yeah, it was um, it was a movie, and sure. uh, and uh, fucking. It was so boring. It was one of my least favorite um, episodes. Wow. And wow. Uh, Or it was my least favorite. Sorry. It was one of my least favorite um, movies. And uh, we recorded the whole thing. And uh, we stopped and Adam said, I wasn't recording. Other Adam. Uh, oh, clone, Adam Todd Brown? The clone yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Adam Prime. Yeah. And so... It was um, horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was it was the worst feeling because it was the realization of like, well, she's here. We yeah, we have just, to do it. We have to do it over. We have again. to do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so we started from the fucking beginning, and it was it was like immediately doing it again. You have to like pretend to be surprised when yes. people say. That's the uh, nightmare. Seth? Yes. Yeah. That's the nightmare. Because, you know, we all yeah, come listen, prepped it, with... I'm, I was looking up, it, it was 2018 with Sandra Sorensen. Um, and yeah, Streets of Fire. Watch, listen to the episode and you'll listen to the, the voices of people who are trying really hard not to sound like their soul was being crushed. <laughs> um, because again, uh, here's the worst part, Adam. Here's the worst part. I'm ready, Dave. Is Thank that you. when you do it, you make jokes... You make jokes, you make observations that you're like, that was really good. And then when you learn it's not recorded, you're like, well, I have to do it again. And you feel like a hack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because like, that's what a hack does. Jokes that were spur of the moment jokes that were like, oh, what a cool Sunday. Yeah, yeah. It's the worst. Sorry. You really, right. you really sparked something in me, the thought of us having to do this again. I love this. I, I would really just do. jump in. I would just, I don't know. I would just jump in a fire. You know, I'd just would set you? myself on fire. Would you? See, now I don't think that would even kill you. I really no, don't. No. No. Just scars. Just <laughs> scars. Uh, I agree. I, I, I. This would be. It would be pretty rough to do this twice because we're already at this point. Is this point your around, way of telling me that you accidentally stopped recording? Is this what? No. Can you, you imagine putting out feelers and you're like, okay, so I have some news based off your reaction. <laughs> I, I don't listen, know if. Listen, like let me let me just start this compliment sandwich with Dave. You're very handsome. Always been handsome. <laughs> uh, I've always thought that. And uh, forgot to record, and you know you're a good guy. Uh, 
<laughs> Can you imagine? That'd be the worst fucking thing in the world. Uh, how much do you like these other movies? He do you like these other movies? He imprinted on that baby. Oh, fuck yeah, he did. That baby yeah, didn't yeah. even have a choice. Okay, sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. It's creepy. It, it is that creepy. That baby is born with a weird dude imprinted on him. That baby is born into hell. Pure hell. Well, and that I mean, that's not the guy I would choose to imprint on me. This I'll weird that bro right who's going to be like, I just want to look out for you. What's up? And then, of course, like, it's, it is, there's got to be a sexual aspect to it. It's like definitely an infatuation and an obsession, right? And it's oh, like, yeah. it's just yeah. that kid has a built in weird uncle. Yep. Who's like, that's the idea. Clearly going to be leering at the kid's mom all the, the time. time. Yeah. And, and then, then one day when transfer. She, she gets old enough, going to be leering at her. Yep. That's what he's going to do. 100%. Yeah. And going to be like, I'll do anything for you. Right. Plus, what if he became a cop? What if Charlie took him under his wing and he became a cop? Wouldn't that oh, freak you out? That would freak you out, right? Yeah. That would freak me out. Yeah, Werewolf yeah, yeah. Cop? That'd be dark. Well, the, I mean, is, I, I think a movie, it's, by the way. But. A Werewolf Cop's fantastic. Write that down, producer. No, but it's I called Wolf I, Cop. It's a real movie. Oh, it's a real movie? Yeah, Wolf Cop. Am I making Great. that up? I've seen that. I've watched that. I don't it's, know. Uh, I, if, you, if you're thinking of K911, that's a movie. No, 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 no. Wolf Cop is, um, yeah, it's about a cop who becomes a werewolf. It's a great movie. Look it up. When he, okay. The first time he transform, transforms, he's at uh-huh. a urinal, and the shot, he transforms dick first. It shows his dick? Yeah. It shows his dick turned into werewolf dick. Uh, it's dick first werewolf transformation, which I mean, this that movie is... does not have the uh, fucking, does not have the, the, the guts to do. No, no, that, but that is where you think the transformation would start. Dick first, 100%. Oh, yeah. They yeah, make right a face it. like their dicks hurt every time. <laughs> it would have right. been, how awesome would have it been if it was an American werewolf in London style transformation every time? Where every time they're like, werewolves, assemble, and then they all just fall on the floor and go, ah, ah, and like slowly rip apart. Especially by the fourth movie where you're bored of it, and yeah, yet the movie's not. You're just like, ah. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, the vampires like have to stand around and wait when they're all yeah. fighting together. They're like, just give me a ah, Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I would have enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not enough pain in this movie, really. You know, I had the best werewolf transformation, um, and I don't even remember the name of the stupid show. What's the stupid show, Adam? Fuck Dave, why the fuck would you ask me that? It's uh it's got like uh it's 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 got a dumb it's like a stupid show. Hold sure. On, I'm googling Is it a CW show? Stupid show werewolf transformation. I dude, I honestly um, couldn't tell you. Is it tr- it's there's no werewolves in true blood, right? I don't it's it's definitely not True Blood. Um, By the way, True Blood is definitely better than this. No question. Eh, True Blood I, is no question what better. What is True Blood on? Uh, True Blood's on HBO. It was. It's by Alan Ball, the uh, the writer of uh, American Beauty and also of uh, that fantastic show, well, Six Feet every, Under. Yeah. Every. Oh, it's the writer of Six Feet Under. Yeah, that's got to be great. I should watch True Blood. Yeah, I told you this, I, bro. I've been trying to help. I've been trying to improve your life the whole time, and you've been a slow little I'm bastard. Not, I, I don't have enough time. There's no time anymore. 
I mean, you say that, and yet here we are giving two-hour episodes of Twilight. Nobody asked for it. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't down. want to stop. I want to keep talking. <laughs> I, all right. I, 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 I'm going to tell you the transformation, and people will Great. be able to know. It's, it's like a gothic show. It was probably on Netflix. Okay. Um, and it's, the, the, it's a literal dog, and it tears out of their body, and then it eats their flesh. So it, it's them. But like their face tears open and a dog's face bursts out. Interesting. Uh, yeah, and and then it um, and then it just goes ooh a meal. Like it's every time it it gets a little meal. Uh, it's a uh, Hemlock Grove. I believe it's Hemlock Grove. Hemlock Grove. Grove. Oh yeah, I've I never only seen saw that. one episode of that show because I didn't like it. But the one thing I liked about it was the werewolf transformation. That I was like, that is a I've never seen that before. And it was cool. That also, I would have accepted the werewolves tearing out of their flesh and then eating the the leftover skin. Why didn't they do that? I don't know, because, you know, it is sort of circle of life to eat the husk of your former body. Uh-huh. That's what we all do, you know? Right. The, it's right. Every time uh, every time I grew over a summer, you know, I ate the, I ate the entirety of my the, former body. the leftovers. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you do. You know, that's how you get stronger. That's how you get big and strong. Yeah, that's how I got this big mm-hmm. and this strong. <laughs> you ate all the previous atoms. There's so many gone. That's okay, why what I can't if I have cloned you, you and then I fed you to you without telling you? I feel like it's hard to get offended by that because the rules with clones are essentially fight or have sex with. Therefore, feeding what you've done is you've broken the loop, Dave. You've you've done me a favor, really. You you say fight or have sex, but I would also put eat on that. No, but I'm saying eat isn't Don't you on that. Know what what your doing flesh is- tastes like, Adam? No, what? No, no. Have you? Do you know? <laughs> do you know what that is, Dave? I would want to know what my flesh tasted like. Sure. Who wouldn't? Yeah. Who wouldn't? I don't know if I take my own clone's life, but if I found my clone already dead, I might carve off a piece. Just to see. Do you cook it or not? Do you cook it or do you leave it uncooked? <sighs> well, I don't normally eat meat, so I right. probably would have to cook it. I think you'd have to cook it anyway. It's going to make my eating, tummy hurt either way. Yeah. E- eating uncooked meat is a different problem than eating human yeah. meat. It depends, I guess, on how much PCP I was on, like sure. what, where I was, what was going on. Um, sure. Because like part of me would want to eat it raw because that's cooler. Right? I, like, I mean, it's better like, cred. Like if people were watching, I'd probably <laughs> eat it raw. <laughs> cred. Like I love the idea that there are people like, listen... Did you hear what Dave did? He ate his whole body raw. Yeah. And they're like, oh, he did it raw? That's fucking Dave, right? Yeah, and then they high five for, for a year. If people yeah. were watching, if it was people like peer pressure situation where people were like, eat your corpse, eat your corpse. And they're like, oh, bro, he did it. He ate his corpse. Like, I yeah. would have to do it raw. But like, if honestly, if I were alone with my clone's corpse, I would eat it. Uh, By the way, Vampire Frat, that just made me think of the movie idea, Vampire Frat, another thing. All right, so the first one's Vampire Frat, the second one is Vampire Bachelor Party. It's like the American Pie rules. Yes, Uh, yes. And then then Vampire Blood Drive. Drive. Yeah. And then, ooh, Vampire Retirement Home. Don't even know how that works, because they're vampires. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Maybe they're all Nosferatu's, like they've lived for like 6,000 years it and could be that they're like crumbly and they're like they're like Lestat in interview with the vampire when he's afraid of the helicopter. 
Or what if there's like a whole subset of vampires that got turned when they were 80? Mm-hmm. From some some perv vampires just turning a bunch of definitely a perv vampire did that yeah perv perv vampires going in t- turning a bunch of eighty year olds into vampires and they're like stuck forever at eighty that's a really interesting group of people yeah right because uh, they don't feel better instantly do they I think do they, they f- would okay they do I think I think the idea I mean Bella was a corpse yes and they turn it right and she returns to normal body i I noticed that i think they would still look their age but they would be the healthiest version of themselves right they'd be like anthony hopkins and mask of zorro where he's like just teeming with life and long hair brought that up because that's a movie i just watched me too and in fact i'm doing a director piece on it i am really we just did a we just did a duology theater about it (laughs) Oh, did you? Fantastic. That's great. Uh, that's that's coming so good. Out. Yeah, yeah. It already came out. Both of these podcasts we speak of might have already come out. Director Peace probably isn't coming out, and I'm sorry I spoiled it for the people who stayed at after the two-hour mark. But also, for Tom, Tom, who this, definitely listens. Yeah, Tom, who definitely listens. But also, this is a gift to the people who really care about Guy Light. Mm-hmm. You know, because people who are staying in after the two-hour mark on Ep 4 of Guy Light... Those are the people who, uh, that, that's the people whose blood I want to taste. Oh, yeah. Let's do Don't the math, you? Adam. So the first episode was yeah. two hours. <laughs> right, right, right. I got my calculator right. out. Two hours. Thank you. Then the next was two hours and uh, 30 minutes. So plus okay. 2.5. The next okay. one was about two hours and 40 minutes. I'm going to round it, really? it down. Yeah, I'm going to round it down to two hours and 30. So How plus did we do that? 2.5. That's, How did we do that's that? That's seven hours. Um, wow. Uh, plus two where we're at now but we might go longer so that's nine hours that's nine hours um it's a gift so all in all this will probably be a 12 hour podcast i think it's possible the last movie has to be pretty good right yeah to justify a three-hour podcast well it's about a 10 hours worth of movie wait how long is the last movie i don't know i assume it's two hours They've all been about two hours. Five movies, so it's ten hours. Let's look at the runtime of the last movie really quick while we're here. Why don't we Google stuff for a while? uh, We can. (laughs) I think the rule is don't cut anything out. I think that's the rule, right? That's the rule. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so. Uh, Yeah. Unless we say something that'll get us arrested, but, you know. Right. And you're the only one talking about eating human flesh, so, you know, you're the standard bearer clone adam that always right. boggled my mind in the prestige right. spoils for the prestige like he didn't eat a single clone that's how you hide the evidence you eat the clone afterwards you drown it you you then you you all right you take that tank you put it over a stove you boil yourself up you got yeah. yourself a nice boiled clone you cut it into slices and you eat it you that's your meal that's your meals for a week that, you know? I mean, so that really that really asks I, i'm free. serious Wait, wait. So, like, no hyperbole. How much do you judge Rick, Rick from Rick and Morty for killing all of his other Ricks? Do you think it matters at all? Okay. My thoughts on cloning. Yeah, thank you. That's what I want. By David Bell. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Holy shit. Buckle up. Here we I'm go. I'm not sure. I, I believe in the soul uh, in the sense that I believe in consciousness, that everything's like er- conscious. Everything's um, conscious? Everything? Chairs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. No, so you're, um, everything organic, I would say, has some so sort like of consciousness. A, so you, you're like a you're like an Aristotle type. Like okay. Aristotle kind of believed in the soul of all things. Well, here's here's bit. my reasoning for it. Sure. 
is I don't I wasn't raised religious, right? Uh, but I was always raised moral, and I, my my general belief is that treat everything as if you know it's yourself, as if it's a living, breathing, anything organic. Treat treat it like it's the it's has as much of whatever you call a soul as you do. As, as much as possible. As much as much as you. Yeah. So like it's all the same amount of soul. Why take the risk? Uh, if you treat everything, you know, it's the golden rule. It's a, if you treat everything the way you'd want to be treated. Um, obviously, I'm not perfect, so I'm sure I've been a real dick to people. Uh, but generally speaking, if you treat animals and plants even and insects that way then you can't go wrong right it doesn't matter what you believe happens it doesn't matter what you believe morality is as long as you just treat things with respect you're probably fine i know that's really simplistic because people are can be sociopaths or raised to not but it's like just treat everything assuming that like i treat it like i treat everything assuming that when you get to the like if there's an afterlife it's run by that thing. Oh, okay. So, like, everything is, uh, is God in the judgment sense. Yeah. That's an interesting theory. Um, I say all of this knowing that uh, it's, it's both preachy and not what I actually do. Right. I, I, the, the problem with morality is but, that nobody sorry, lives up to sorry. their morals. We were talking about clones. No, but no, we're getting um, there, though, because it's a moral point question. being that if I clone myself, I would think of it as just another entity, right? Honestly, I, like, uh, aside from the eating yourself talk, like I said, if I found a dead clone, then I'd eat it, because what does it matter? Right, what right. does it care? Right. Um, but do you, think, do you think that honoring a person's body like in their memory matters no, at all? No, who gives a fuck? Uh, yeah. I think I agree with you there. Yeah. Um, but that's why I would eat it. Yeah. Um, I would, I liked, I liked the idea of honoring, like, um, you know, like I, I, I lost a friend a couple years ago at this point and like at the funeral, we did things that we knew that person would enjoy. We, you know, music that they would enjoy, which they liked eighties hair metal. So guess what's playing at their funeral? Uh, and it was awesome. It was, it's the idea of like, I like honoring the memory of someone, um, regardless of whether or not I think their ghost is watching. It's just, what else are you going to do? It's uh, when people die, it affects the living more than anything. So it's, so it's like, yeah, do, do the thing that you feel like respects that person and honors them, which is me saying that if someone finds my body, they should eat it. Because uh, that would so you, you would like the and so if I found my own clone body, I would know that my clone self would be perfectly fine with me consuming its flesh, and it would in fact I- enjoy that fact. So the eating stuff is. I'm actually. I have less questions about the eating stuff. What, what about you? I'm, Wait, sorry. This is too much on me. Would you eat your dead clone's body? Uh, I don't like uh, to be honest with you. I don't think it matters. Just I don't think it matters toe, if I eat toe. the body. But <laughs> if I just don't know why I'm eating a person, why am I doing that? Am I hungry enough? Is that the idea? Like, is it alive? Is it like am I trapped in a mountain somewhere? Right. You know, if I if I had to eat it, then I'd have absolutely no moral compunction about it at all. Right. I, I wouldn't kill the clone. I think that would be wrong. Uh, that's, that's where I yeah, think I generally and, try not to kill things. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think me and Rick part ways in the I wouldn't kill a clone. But like, I also wouldn't Oh yeah, that was the a... question, wasn't it? Is would you kill yes, your clone? Yes, Dave. Yeah, yes, and the Dave. answer is no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't actually kill my clone because I would consider it a... Uh, unless my clone was trying to kill me. Unless Which is very was a, likely. Yeah, That's unless it was likely. an act of passion. I would kill I wouldn't I would kill a clone the same way I might kill anything. Which is to say I right now believe I won't kill anything. But if it like if a clone came in and like killed my family, maybe I'd kill that clone. Because I'd be mad. At well, that's it, you know, but that's vengeance. Yeah, that's a vengeance issue. Yeah, see, yeah, that's yeah. not but a clo- like, the I clone. I would is... see a clone and go, oh, sweet, I'm going to kill it. Right, right, right. It's not a free person to kill. Right, that's the thing. And it's that's the thing about Rick and no, Morty. It's not a freebie. Right, Rick and Morty treats it like a freebie. I totally agree with that. So, like, I've been, I've been. Well, toying with I this... think Rick thinks of it like a freebie because that's yes. who Rick is. I agree. Yes, I totally yeah. agree. Uh, so I've been like toying with this script idea. That's not what I want to talk about. I'm just bringing it up because it's ancillarily related. Sure. Where like a person who a person from an alternate timeline, right? So it's in a multiverse, visits a past version of himself, and I realized that like once you introduce time travel into a multiverse, it just becomes like kind of dumb. Sure, it's really hard to do both of those things. I can I understand why Rick and Morty is like no 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 you can't you can't do time travel and multiverse. It's one I, or the I other. I enjoyed that they are like time travels bullshit because. It could be like, uh, you know, well, I see. I think if you can move into a parallel dimension, right? Like if that can be true, then I, I I still think that like the concept of tearing a hole in a dimension, it's weird that you have to go only horizontally when you're tearing a hole. Well, that's one of the theories. That's the back to the future theory is that you're not going back in time. You're going to an alternate dimension in the past where you were always there at that point. It was never well, changed. That's yeah, one version. It, That's the version of time travel where you don't cause a paradox. You're constantly, every time you go back in time, you're not actually going back to your past. You're going back in time to somebody else's past where that always happened. Is that what they, they don't say that in Back to the Future, do they? Well, they imply it because Doc Brown talks about how Biff created an alternate timeline. It's, it's, Oh, he yeah, does it's, say it's, that. It's yeah, he says where it splits off here. So there's two timelines. Um but they don't that I think that's why they the they kind of um fuck that up because then they do the thing where people are vanishing and that doesn't right. work in that theory. Correct. But it's back to the future. They're just playing, playing it real fast and loose with time travel. I think well, it, it, you basically have to because like, yeah. uh, like your whole idea of like torturing a body in a time traveling thing. Right. That was your idea from like one of those podcasts. And no, like we were talking about loopers idea. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. I was going to say looper did that. Right. Where right. it's like, but like, uh, I feel like my idea have was, to f- I think body switching body torture, right? Where you body swap with someone and they torture their body. You, that's your body. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was the idea. And I bet the tangent went to Looper. We're going yeah, back yeah, and we're yeah. trying to track a tangent, which is yeah, yeah. I do not recommend, sir. I don't know why you and I fucking do any of the things we do. No. Uh, let's be honest. Okay, we so finished no, talking I wouldn't... about Twilight 20 minutes ago. Yeah, but so? We'll come back <laughs> to it. We'll come back to it. Of course we will. Of course we will. Sorry, I see okay, so what, what were you talking about? Sorry, I, I got you off track. Time Dave, travel. Dave, that's all you do. Uh, well, you were asking me what I believed about the soul and then we got off in the whole thing and I don't have to talk anymore about the soul. Uh, I'm not an Aristotelian though. I don't believe in that. I don't believe everything has consciousness. 
uh, I believe. Is that what I am? Is there a name for what I am? Um, you're, you're sort of an animist. You know, like, yeah, there's names. Uh, yeah. Like, like I would a- also anim- argue that I bet my belief structure changes moment to moment, oh, sure. depending on when you ask me. Of course. Like, I, don't, I, I, I don't think about it that much is really right. my answer. Right. And that makes you fairly regular. Like, I think most people yeah. are like that. I think most people are like that, too. I, I, as a person who's, like, working inside of an organized religion, I can tell you that, like, and I, by working, I mean experiencing spirituality and sort of, you know, doing all that way. Like you do a lot of, uh, you do find that there's kind of fluidity in your emotional experiences to things. And that's kind of why there is an orthodoxy. Okay. Right. That's why there is like a book of rules because people want to kind of go off in different directions all the time. I do think most people are like myself, which is that if you ask them, do you think there's a soul? Their answer is like, I don't know, man, I got shit to do. Where it's like, I don't think that's true. Like, I think really, I, I yeah. just think like, what does it matter? I'm going to do the things I do. If religion has taught me anything watching religion is that people do what they do regardless of their beliefs. I think that's absolutely true. I yeah. think you just and said so of core truth. It's like, what does it fucking matter? I just preached about, I respect everything, but you know, damn fucking well, one day I might hit someone with my car and try to cover it up or something. Who knows what people do? Uh, it's it's you don't know what you're gonna do until the moment and then like everybody's a hypocrite and so it's like you know i mean you've perfectly articulated a thing that you and i share beliefs about we actually both believe the same thing about that yeah uh my belief is that i'm exhausted adam is that you're not exhausted (laughs) no you're um, not exhausted. You, you, as soon as I bring up fucking Super Mario Brothers in the Lighthouse, you're gonna your boner's gonna go right up, just like <laughs> How we do you all know. Not. I don't have an erection right now. Adam. You can't see. <laughs> I mean, I just was hoping you weren't because we we're talking uh-huh. about murder. But what am what I do doing? What do you think is propping up this microphone? <laughs> I'm really enjoying the way you're craning your neck. If that's mm-hmm. what's going on, mm-hmm. it's a real problem. Yeah, yeah, you got a real brontosaurus neck problem. If that's <laughs> the idea, <laughs> just. What? Okay, know, hold on. So time travel. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, yeah. So that script I was talking. So like, I the idea was, and like, I really like this idea because it's based on uh, something that happened to my grandparents. Uh, and I'll tell a little bit of the story because it's kind of interesting. Sure. So like, my grandfather and my grandfather and my grandmother they they're both you know they're they're uh, old now they're and old, they live yeah. they live <laughs> so so far so good mm-hmm. and they live in Central California and they're farmers right. And so there was a moment, uh, and I don't want to share everything about it, but there was a moment where uh, they were at a, an interesting sort of turning point in their marriage. And I don't want to say more than that. And uh, coinciding with that, uh, my grandmother was, was uh, diagnosed with uh, multiple sclerosis. That sucks. And uh, it does. She actually died of that. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, a couple years ago. It's okay. Uh, she was one of the most wonderful, joyful people you'd ever meet in your whole life. Uh, it was very, it was astounding, Dave. Yeah. Her, her, yes. Her joy in the face of the pain that she was living with every day was astounding. Good on her. Um, I don't know how she did it. I still don't know how she did it. Mm-hmm. I gripe about fucking everything, so I don't know how she did it. Oh, yeah. So, I'm a big baby. Oh, me too. Me too. I, you know, I got a hangnail. I'm like, oh, life. Yeah. Anyway, so she, um, so like... I, I really liked the idea of like imagine a world where this old farmer who's like you know maybe around the time where that happened which is you know in the 80s sometime right uh, is war- like meets an older version of himself who's like you need to go and live a different life and like leave your wife and do this whole thing because 
he knows the older one knows what's going to happen knows that knows how the multiple sclerosis is going to go like right. knows what the knows what the future is and so like the conflict is like like the older self is trying to spare him pain but is also sort of a bad figure because he's leading him away from a from being a good man right if that makes sense and i really liked the movie it was just like how do i do this without uh how do i do this without this weird bullshit paradox stuff that i don't care about uh, and I haven't figured it out yet, so I kind of put it aside. I kind of don't want to. I, I kind of don't want to give you this, but oh, oh, I'll be giving everybody it. I've always wanted to do a time trail. This isn't something I invented. This okay. is not. I'm not. I'm. I, I sound like this is like. Oh, what an original idea! Um, but okay this doesn't actually work for your plot because of their occupation is that the only time travel that's ever made sense to me theoretically. Um, is the idea that time travel only lasts, it only exists for the length of which the device exists and that you can't physically put something back in time. You can communicate through time. Um, And that's how you would do a paradox or like you would do it where it's like, uh, it's lake house rules. It's lake house rules. Just do the lake house. So as long as as long as the, the thing mailbox. that connects them, bam, magic as mailbox, as, lake house. I see. So as long as the thing that connects them exists, then the the dynamic happens, and once yeah. it goes, it's gone. This is why it was an original idea because I just realized what I'm describing is the lake house, which is that the mailbox exists, and the time travel only exists around that mailbox, and all you can do is communicate with yourself. You can't like you know stick your arm through the mailbox. Right. Um, right it's just it's just the i like i've i always thought of that in a more scientific version where they create a device and so the idea is that time travel only exists for as long as the device existed because that I prevents mean, the like you would theoretically create a time machine and then your future self would walk out of it right then and there and go right it works right right <laughs> you know and exactly. it's like oh cool thanks and they're like i gotta go i gotta go smoke drugs and they're like you smoke drugs now and they're like oh yeah it's great Oh, uh, it's the best. Here's the yeah. best ones. Yeah, think, you see, want some and drugs, I, and then you give yourself drugs, and then I guess that causes a paradox. I don't know. See, and I'm obsessed with the idea that I I believe most people will do whatever they think they can get away with if they if they feel sure they can get away with it within reason. Yeah, uh, within reason. Within Not reason. A, well, yeah, yeah. I don't think most people want to murder people petty or be crimes, pedophiles yes. or whatever. Petty crimes. Uh, maybe more than petty, maybe more than that. Uh, but like, I, where do you I'm draw not saying the line? It, this is very telling. So, where, say what? What this is this is telling to me. So, where do you draw the line? Thank you, Dave. And I, I want to know what crime trying, you would commit, Dave. I understand you're trying to Stephanie Myers me right now. I know that's what uh-huh. you're trying to do, and uh, I'm, I I'm out. Know what I'm, that means <laughs> I'm sidestepping this, Dave, because I'm thinking mean, of it write philosophically. A bunch of bad novels about you. I wish, Dave, I would uh, love to see your bad novels about me it, based on clones you made. I'd love oh, to see that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, so uh, I just think that, I think that people are kind of, like, I, I think that m- many people are, are, and I base this on, like, you know, just testimonies of people who, like, have gone to mobs and stuff, and I'm not, you know, like, just that kind of stuff where uh, there's been some kind of research on, like, what happens when people take tests and say like what if you could get away with it would you do this would you do that i've been reading some studies on that uh because of this movie i read a a few studies on it and 
I, I, the thing that I think is most interesting about it is most people, they don't want to commit crimes because they want to see what it feels like. They want to commit crimes because they want to have a life that's unencumbered by the restrictions of reality. You know what I mean? And so, like, mm-hmm. if somebody can travel back in time or across dimensions, the thing they're going to do is they're going to make a vacation life. You know what I mean? At the expense of whatever they need to do, which is not really what Rick does. You mean they would make a, a world where nothing matters and they could do whatever they want? Yeah, they're going to they're gonna make a version of life that's both, that's, that's Groundhog Day, except for they're not trapped. You know what I mean? Like, it's Groundhog Day in the sense that I can enter into that's this life and do what whatever I, I want to do. do, but I could leave if I needed to. That's not what I would do, and maybe this is telling you about sure? me. I would biff it. I would just what use would it to you get do? rich. That's it. Well, that's that's what I mean, though. That's, that's but that's like a small crime. I, that you know what I mean. That's a small crime. Oh, a hundred percent. But I wouldn't do yeah. anything immoral. Um, uh, again, but that is immoral. This is from a nah, not with time travel. Um, <laughs> no, no. I was, sorry. What are you talking about? I guess I what are should. You I about? guess I should um, uh, 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 expand on that. I yeah. would get rich from casinos. I would get rich specifically right, right, right. from gambling because I think taking money from a large, rich corporation is a victimless crime. Uh, I wouldn't rob it because then you have to maybe involve victims. Then you might shoot somebody. Then there's people who are just doing their job. That's why it's a victimless crime in my head is you just go back and you gamble and you gamble correctly uh, and then you move on. And so I, you see, took their uh, money. No one is the wiser, and uh, and then you you I don't know. Maybe play I, stock markets. Who gives a shit? I don't know. I, think I would most time people, cop it. I would be that guy in time cop who's doing the stock mon- stock markets. Right. Of course. Yeah. I, that's what I think most people would do. You just validated what I was saying. Yeah. Right. Where you and I don't agree is I don't agree that it's victimless. I think it's victimless. Uh, you can't possibly know that. You cannot possibly know that. Like, because you'd have to it's be able to see all the. in a butterfly effect way. But then, do we really want to talk about the butterfly effect in this podcast right now? Don't uh, fucking. Why not, man? What do you got to do? Yeah. What the fuck you got to do? And the uh, the point being, I, I actually don't really want to talk about the butterfly effect. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I With think Ashton people sort Kutcher. of. People sort of. <laughs> People sort of snip off morality of things in, a, in convenient places, right? Oh, so yes. like, so like the good place did a well, whole argument. No, because here's a question, Great. which is, how do you invent? Where did the morality start? Dude, this is the argument for God. You're getting right into it mm-hmm. right now. You're getting right into that argument. Is I that know. where you want to go? I don't think it's an argument. Well, but I mean, like you're getting into the conversation about the that is that ends in a sort of either morality is an arbitrary evolution it's that the people have to explain. Do you eat your clone argument? Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Or it has a Where divine origin. Where does morality origin. start? Where what is a crime? What is wrong and what is right? Well, if you're saying what is morality, that's different than where did it come from? Although not entirely different. Look, Adam. What I'm I here, do here, is I consult my orb. Every time I'm about to do something, and you know what? You can too. For just twenty nine yeah. ninety nine, you Thank can get you, one of Dave. these orbs. Thank and you. And the orbs will tell you everything you need to know. This is a deal. It's normally thirty nine ninety five. What if I told you that you didn't get just one orb, but two orbs <laughs> for twenty nine ninety nine? Is one of them in a cat? Do I get one of them in a cat? Dave? In a cat? Yeah, isn't that where your orb is? You put it in your cat like it's a fucking. Uh, like it's a horcrux? Your cat mm. is a horcrux, Dave. 
You don't tell people that. It, it contains. See, I knew it's you didn't want to give me shit. This is why you don't do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Harry Potter, better than Twilight. Am I right? Where would you rank this Twilights? <laughs> Compared Wait, to the did others? you have any more to say about the soul and morality and stuff? I don't want to cut N- you off. Not, not now, Dave. I, like, I, I know you don't want to have a conversation about that. Uh, I don't anybody? care. What's that? I just don't care. That's what I mean. You don't want to have it. I don't you care have about to care morality. I feel. I feel like as you know. I. I feel uh, secure in morality. In that, I feel like I know what the rules are. Does that make sense? I mean, uh, it makes sense that you feel that way. Yes. And I, I know should what the note that is. part of the rules is the acknowledgement that you could be wrong at any time. It's what separates normal people. And I again, this is I'm not. It's not a special rule. I think a lot of people have it. It's the willingness to have humility. That's a big part of it, right? It's what separates us from the Ben Shapiro's of the world. Is the understanding yeah. that you could be wrong. I I, I, I would to love to see uh, uh, Dave. If I can so give like you a for mild the casino compliment. thing, is well, like if if someone showed me that it wasn't a victimless crime and that it was affecting someone who wasn't just a rich person. And if it was actually hurting a life, then I would say, okay, never mind. I I think you're really, I think you're pretty good as a human being at like having right, a conversation. Stop right there, Dave. Okay. I love how much you interrupt me, but this time you've, you've infuriated sorry, me. Adam. You've infuriated me, Dave. Okay, go on. Uh, no, just kidding. I love you. So I I think you're really you're better than most people I know at tr- at sort of containing outrage with a kind of general logic and openness to people's points of view and you're good at that you're actually better at it than i am and which is a thing i admire about you sure and i think it's because it's humility is an easier posture for you than for me it's a thing i've had to learn through pain most of my life right but i know i know you're right though i know you're right about it here's i mean it's the humble brag it's uh you can also be very you can you can be like boasting how humble you are which i'm i'm i can that's, do that's that's false humility of course yeah uh, well no but, i don't think it is here's all right here's my def- defense of humble is, brag Dave. is that the results are th- still the same right if everybody's clamoring over each other to show how humble they are then the results are good the ends justify the means see i don't believe in a morality that's just that i don't mind people doing selfless things for selfish reasons I don't mind Which it either, but I don't call better. it good. Yeah, the results are good. Yeah, but the results aren't the only way you measure a mor- the morality of a thing. Sure. I think that I think our time, like this era, the- is. Pl- Hold on, Dave. I think this era is plagued by people who think that justifying everything by ends is the only way to decide what's moral, and it's a problem. It's a problem okay. because we actually can't really do that good of a job of justifying the ends because we don't know the ends that well. And because it, there's a kind of humility that's lacked in it, which is something you just said. And I think it's totally right. Yeah, I would argue you know? that you don't you don't learn on your own that way by doing things just because you know they're good. You have to know why you're doing them. It's both things. Yeah, it's both, though. It's both things. But I do think people... Uh, I think this is, again, going back to why religion exists. It's mm. people, some people just need a reason to do good stuff because otherwise uh, they might not do good stuff. I would argue that re- like the fundamental underlying thing for religion is explaining uh, deep questions, one of which is suffering. 
Okay. Like all, all religions are fundamentally trying to grapple suffering. Uh, and morality is, is part of the answer to suffering. Um, really? Yes, absolutely. It has to be. Yeah. It has to be. So like a good example is, and I know you're going to be angry. I don't care. You'll be fine. Uh, like if, if you're aware of the, of the book of Job. You're aware of it, right? Do you know what I'm talking I about? I don't book know of Job? what's in it. I know okay. the name book of Job. Great. I'm going to tell you very briefly. I will not bore you. I promise. Okay. So like, here's what happens. Was he, he's so, a like, magician and he makes a yacht disappear. <laughs> yes. He, he's a magician. He can't commit to being a magician. His mother's kicking him out of the house. All right. And he's like, maybe I do want to follow my dream of being a magician. No. So look, so here's what happens. So Job is the most righteous man, right? This is it's all it's it's kind of a poetic book. It's written with a lot of poetry. Job's the most righteous man. Up in heaven, there's an argument between God and Satan. Satan says the only reason Job's a good man is because you bless him. If you didn't bless him, he would curse your face. God says, "Okay, take all his blessings away." All his blessings are taken away. Job still doesn't curse God. Then Satan comes back and he says, "Well, the only reason he didn't curse you is because you didn't take you didn't take his health." So then God says, "Okay, take all of his health, but uh, you spe- but spare his life." So he so Job is then afflicted with like you know awful illness, right? And so Job doesn't know any of this, right? So Job is left with like a, a horrible life, horrible life. Everything that he loved and cared about gone. And so what happens then is his three friends show up, and most of the book is them arguing, why did this happen? Okay. Right? That's what, that's what the book is. And the friends make the argument, this must have happened for a reason, and the reason must be because somewhere in your life there's a moral failing. And Job is like, nope, that's not why. In fact, your guys are tormenting me, and I demand that God answers. I demand God answer for this. Right? That's the book. Yeah, God and then, should be arrested at the end of that story, right? Actually, well, I have a different opinion, and I don't want to get look, into look, all look, that with look, you, look. but... I, what I'm hearing is that Job is Bella, and Job <laughs> is not in control of Job's sure. life. And Bella is Correct. being screwed around by these two guys... Right. Uh, who are think they know what's best. Uh, yes, that is what it looks like, Bella's isn't it? Bella's got a bail, you know? Well, so what's interesting... If I of were Job, that- I, would, I would get some sort of... I would go near radiation. I would do something to make myself able to fight <laughs> both God and the devil. <laughs> I would become more powerful than them. And then Dave, I would I, bully I, I was- them. I respect your inner punk, and I respect the person who refuses to listen to the entirety of the story without interrupting. I, I, I respect Thank both you. of you. What's that? I didn't interrupt. I wasn't done, bro. <laughs> like, you took so, a pause. Okay, go on. Go that's on. okay, Dave. It's all right. So look, so then, then what happens is God shows up, right? So Job spends 40 chapters. He's, he's very upset. So God shows chapters. up, and God says, what's that? No, go on. Sorry. I'm shocked about the amount, the length that book of Job apparently is. It's 40 chapters. It's very long. It's very long. So, because it's really, it's, it's, it's about the experience of suffering. That's what it's Uh, about. All right. So God shows up and says, basically like, did you, are you the person who created the earth? Is that who you are? And Job's like, nope, uh, I shouldn't have said that. And God's like, correct. You should not have said that. But you haven't sinned. Your friends are the ones that sinned. Your friends are the ones that made the mistake because they said there should have been, there should have been a, a moral reason for this and there did not have to be one. I'm not going to give you the reason, but, it, but you didn't suffer because you did something wrong. He's not going to give him the reason because he knows the reason makes him sound like a petty dick, though. 
<laughs> like he's like, I'm not good. I won't give you the reason. And he's like, Dave, oh, that must be meaningful. But it's just that God just fucking got involved with this poor guy's life to prove a point. I think, Dave, that your your deep wisdom here is perhaps a little bit shallow for the Book of Job. Sounds like because a dick. I know it does. I, and you're not the first person to make that observation. Oh, South I'm Park sure. made it. South Park made it, and before South Park, others, probably for thousands of years. But yeah. that really isn't the point of Job. The point of Job is not to explain uh, was God right or wrong for this for this conversation. Right, because if you want to do some deep thinking about it, you'll see that there's actually uh, a lot more to that conversation than it appears. See, the so, moral I got about that is that powerful people play with other people's lives for petty reasons. Right, but that's because that's, and that's the why reading, that happened to Job. But Dave, that's the reading that lack you would have justice. come to with it's a fundamental everything. lack of justice in the world. <laughs> is that there's inequality in the world, and that. Like, that's why it happened to Job, right? No, I don't think so. Uh, but again, I don't want to spend an hour that it would take to get you to see the point. Mm-hmm. Because what I'm arguing with now is preconceived biases, Dave. Not an actual reading of the text. Okay. I'm, I'm arguing with biases, which, by the way, I don't mind them. I think you're right about it in most cases. Uh, in this case, though, I think perhaps a bit of a shallow reading on my summary of the book of Job. Okay. Maybe. Just a little bit. Just a little I mean, bit. noted. Noted. <laughs> I've taken in your notes. I'm just saying the story I heard uh, was about well, uh, powerful but people again, toying with someone's <laughs> life to prove a petty point. But Dave, the problem is the story you took in, and the same one that I took in, by the way, is really just the biases we had. That's the thing that really disturbs me the most about these conversations about morality, is like there's, there's a lot of confirmation bias when we talk about morals. Sure. For both of us, for everybody. You know, that's a very disturbing fact about moral conversations it's and one that chaos. I don't hear talked about. What's it's that? All, it's just chaos. No, but you don't believe that. You don't believe it's all chaos. No, I mean, people's belief systems is all chaos. That's it's all true. Chaos. It's, it's, this is why I don't like these conversations because, number one, I feel like I'm like, I'm like a, a college kid who took too much Adderall. Where it's like, no one gives a shit what we have to say about God and morality. Sure, sure, it's sure. It's not sure. interesting what two white guys who are fairly privileged have to say about this. And I mean, I know that it doesn't disqualify us, uh, our status in life. It's just who gives a shit. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think we have anything to teach people. Because, uh, because of our background? Our background is the way that we determine whether people's lives are meaningful I think because our background isn't necessarily unique, and I don't think what we're saying is important enough. I, uh, I completely disagree with that. Maybe that's uh, just me. But let's me. continue. I just don't think I, I need to give anybody any advice about this Oh, I agree. Stuff. I agree. Uh, I didn't set out to do that either, Dave. Yeah. Uh, forgive me if I've... If I've uh, I'm just explaining to you why I don't like these conversations is because I, I'm sorry, I, Dave. I, I don't, I don't, I just don't care. I know what of I course. have to think. Of course. I understand that Dave. Okay. Uh, for, do you feel like I'm pressuring you to have this conversation? I don't think I am. No, I feel like I'm we're pressuring our poor audience to listen to it. Well, I mean, we are at the two hour, 40 minute. Exactly. Mark. And it's like, I would have shut this off. I would have shut this podcast off. Just, the moment just they started of, po- talking about God and morality, I would have shut this right off. Really? You have no interest at all in hearing anybody's point of view about that? No. Why? Why no interest at all? That seems very uh, presumptuous. 
because who, who am I to uh, explain this or talk about it? It's not anything. I don't think it's anything unique. Uh, that's see, that's interesting. I, I hear that a lot, right? It's like, uh, oh well, who's this person? Therefore, they don't have anything to say, and it's like. Um, I don't think in a Twilight podcast people are looking for this 100%. I don't blame anybody Uh, who came for a Twilight podcast and didn't stay for the God Talk. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, uh, it just doesn't, I don't know, I don't think it it would interest people. I mean, some people, maybe. uh, I mean, uh, and that's fine. Good for them. Dave, feel free to cut all of it out. I, like, I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to force it. We don't cut anything, Adam. That's why I want to have this conversation. I'm, let's fucking Nothing move on, cuts. Dave. I'm just, I'm just trying to like Nothing be entertaining cuts. here, buddy. And, Nothing uh, cuts. Oh, I know. I think it's entertaining. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's informative. <laughs> I disagree, Dave, because uh, it, it, if I, it, by the way, if I was taking a philo- if we were doing a philosophy podcast, I would have, I would have probably sure. gone to town i would have gone to town it, on the assumption that people can't have meaningful conversations about what morality is unless they fit a demographic that's totally crazy uh totally crazy i think some people have more insight into pain and i don't into think that other- demographic is i think you're getting stuck on the demographic i think it's that it's just a very common demographic to me is that people in the industry entertainment industry people in podcasts it's white guys Sure, uh, I, I'm, so I'm it's aware like, of it. It's just another two white guys talking about fucking meaning of life, and it's like, who gives a shit? There's so many of those already. Uh, it's like, I, I don't know. That's interesting you say that, because... Uh, I'm already... I, I'm wake up thankful every day that people want to hear the dumb shit that comes out of too. my mouth. Because one too, day, they're going to be like, wait a second. No. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, you got me. You got me. And none of this was none of this was uh, uh, worth it. What if your clone? And then you I'm going to grab you. my fucking my thing of money, and I'm going to run for the hills. And I'm going to be a like, thing of money. I'm going to tee hee hee at him. Do you have a, do you have a, do you have a thing of money, Dave? No, I'm very. I'm not. I'm not doing great financially. <laughs> Oh shit! You're just hoping that this moment happens long enough for you to buy a tin to put some nickels in Uh before the collapse occurs. Before the collapse occurs, Uh, any of any of the audience who were bored or frustrated by the conversation about morality and God, trust me, I will never push this on anybody. I promise you. I know you're not pushing anything. You're pushing a conversation that you think is good for entertainment. Um. And also because I just I think, know we're going on fifty minutes, having not talked about Twilight anymore. Dude, do you think people are listening to this podcast because they're like, "Please talk explicitly about twi- yes. Twilight"? And I've like, gotten multiple people who say, "Like, I have to rewatch Twilight now." Sure, but that's not because they. Uh, if it wasn't for uh, Dave, there's no fucking way anybody. If anybody's listening to this podcast only because they just want to hear somebody discuss Twilight, this is a crazy podcast to listen to, because you and I are both uh, ADD maniacs who aren't interested in Twilight more than just Whoa. as a launchpad for these conversations. Do we have ADD? I've never actually. Dave, what are you fucking talking about? Of course we do. Really? What are you talking I don't, about? I don't like self-diagnosing. That's Dave, that feels icky. Dave, let me be your therapist right now, buddy. Get an Adderall. Put it in your head. Put that Adderall in your head, mm-hmm. and you have it. So do I. We cannot. You, we can't stay on a fucking. We can't summarize a plot. You we mean can't like do snort it. the Adderall? 
that's how you put it in your head. You got to crush I'm fine it with you snorting snort it. it. Totally fine with you snorting it. Mm-hmm. We can't okay, summarize good. the Great plot, therapist. dude. <laughs> <laughs> we can't stay on topic enough to get the entire plot of a Twilight out. We got before the, no. Oh, we got the entire plot out. This is all supplementary. This is all fucking. This bonus is a B-side podcast. Yeah, this is bonus bonus podcast. We have. Right I here. think that I think we have nothing. Okay, hold on. What do you? What more do you have to say about Twilight Breaking Dawn? Um, I would say this movie shouldn't exist. The plot points should have been ported to three. That's my thought. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, that, like yeah, I, uh, it should like have been four the, movies. They should have pushed it. Yes. The pregnancy. Uh, the pregnancy should have been the end of three. They should have had a wedding in the third act, and Jacob was angry. And like, uh, and then like they should have had sex and then gotten pregnant and Jacob finds out and like, that's the end of three. And then we get into the rest of it for five. No, that checks out. That's what Um, I think. And quality wise, where do you rank it? Worst. Worst. Yes. Worst. Worst, worst, worst of the films. What what are we up to? This is number four. This is four. Yeah. First one's all right. Twilight. Second one's it's the new still. That's the second episode, yeah, and then Eclipse, and then Breaking Dawn. I'm gonna give New Moon the worst only because currently I cannot remember it. It's the one where we find out there are werewolves. Yeah, that should have been in the first one too. Yes, there's, so we're saying oh, there should have been like two cliff jumps and shit. Oh yeah, that's the worst one. That's the one where Edward's like, yeah. I yeah, he disappears the for the whole movie. Yeah, that's bad. I, I agree. would go Twilight, Eclipse. Breaking Dawn, then New Moon. So far. The first one is still the best one because it's the most... We're still having the most fun in the world at that point, right? Yeah. You're still... You're trying to figure out what the fuck's happening. Yeah. and You're I, introduced I, into this fucking... This, this world of, of weird wonders. You're going to think uh, I'm crazy. I actually still think the directing in the first one is the most creative. No, I get it because it's the most fitting. Yes, and it's fun. It's like, like this like, one, they did the ending credits where it was like a weird poppy. Yeah, and I was what? like, "What the fuck is this?" Right. It, it the the subsequent directors felt like I just need to make a safe, clean, pretty movie. I think they are. Right, I think what's happening. When was this one made? Two thousand eleven. I think oh, maybe this is before its time. With this, I I always feel like every movie is looking at what's around it and just being like, "Let's do that," which is that like a poppy fun ending. Like, I've seen that in Marvel films. Well, they'll, like, cut to, like, fun music in the book. We had a great time. But this wasn't a fun movie. And so, like, the credits were tonally completely off, you know? It was, like, give it, like, gothic music and make a very solemn credit sequence. It's just, like, hard for me to understand. And maybe it's because of my, you know, just just the longing I have to direct films. It just seems like I know this person who directed this film has talent and has worked and stuff like I, but it just seems so like, uh, like just, they didn't care. Yeah. They didn't care. And they're the wrong director for it. I don't think it's about, it's, it's more that I think what makes the first twilight work is that it's just totally fits what you're watching. I agree with that. It's, it was made by somebody who believed in it at least a little bit. Pretty, Trying to make it dark, yeah. Uh, trying to make it like good, I guess. Actually, go does the opposite thing because it makes you feel like they're trying too hard to deliver a very bad plot. 
Um, I think they're trying to make it look professional and slick and sexy. Right. Right. But the first movie is trying, is not trying to make it look sexy. It's trying to capture the character's emotions and therefore is much more rewarding as a film. Like just the, the making of it is better for that reason. Right. Like all the swooping and the weird zooms and cuts. It's like, well, that's a teenager's feelings, you know, like, like it's all anxious and it's better. You know, yeah. and after no, that, I, it's it's been a bunch of postcards. It's like just watching postcards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Are you sad that Alice and the police dad didn't have a didn't uh, a little thing? Yes, of course I'm sad they didn't bone. I I, yeah. I know that they weren't going to. Of course, of course not. But it's too controversial. Yeah, it, the, yeah. We were never going to see that. We we're going to never see him them grunting one into each other. Uh, in in like I don't know a parking lot. I don't know if you ever want to see anyone uh, you know, grunting. The one. People have sex. Um, <laughs> it's it's weird to me that you like in in a movie like Twilight, the phrase "grunting one" just really doesn't feel like it fits. Sure, you know. <laughs> I mean, like, or maybe, no, no one's maybe grunting one out in this in this series. They're all having passionate, weird, romantic sex. The hey, kind that nobody s- has. Right, I, I totally agree. Dave, I kind of feel like you couldn't be in Twilight, which is sort of sad to say. You don't think I could be in Twilight? I don't think you could. No, I don't think you or ah, your point of view. I could be one of the jackass who are like, hi, Bella, welcome back to Forks. I'm a local. I could have been one of them guys. No, but not your spirit. Like, your spirit could truck. be there. And I was like, yo, <laughs> hi, welcome back, Bella. Holy I knew shit. I when you were a kid. Holy shit. And you say kid and hold on to it a little bit like that? You hold kid. on to the word kid? This kid. is my audition for the reboot. Yeah, you're, you're Welcome cast. Welcome back, Bella. Hi. I'm going to call your agent. Your my book, name is bro. Gary. Gary. Okay. Missing care. By the way, what happened to all the rest of the townspeople? They all who get gives, murdered? Yeah, who gives a shit? They don't matter <laughs> anymore. Whenever a character doesn't matter anymore, they vanish from existence. In life or just in this movie? Yes. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. It, was, it wasn't clear to me which one we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, I could go on forever because uh, because I feel like we're sort of daring each other. <laughs> look, <laughs> like, I, I, honestly, I like yeah. my goal was to get to three hours. Well, we're doing it. it we're, we're so uh, close. And that gives us an even 10 hours. Uh, and so this podcast series might go be 12 hours long it might be 13 hours long we just have one more and i don't mind getting longer as we go because you know if you listen to the other ones then i guess you're gonna listen to this one so three hours a three hour long podcast i think um not about all right here's what i feel like is a sham is because we stopped and we talked about other things i think this is what yeah i think this is what bothers me um about going this long but not talking about twilight is that then we're not committing to what we to, like we should i know we do tangent tangents a lot sure but i always consider them tendrils off the spine that is twilight i would say that and everything... I, was, I felt like we went too far off the spine like i i, I feel like uh, like tangents are good but our backbone always needs to be twilight dave why are you why are you cast shaming me right now why are you podcast shaming me because maybe you deserve it. <laughs> you deserve to feel shame. Maybe you deserve it. it. No, it's not uh, your fault, though. It wasn't I know it's you. not my fault. It was, it was both of us. We both did that. 
our tendrils broke off from the mighty yes. spine that is Twilight, and they started floating in the in the in the dark waters of tangent tan, tan, tangent ocean the ocean i'm not sure i'm not sure dave because i I feel like you go back and listen to that lighthouse episode i I feel like we got pretty free yeah we we got pretty free i i don't think i don't think the audience is gonna be mad if audience if you're mad please at dave i don't think the audience is gonna be mad at all if they're if they're still listening i don't think anybody gets mad at podcasts i think you just shut it off when you're done (laughs) right well is that I, i don't i rarely get mad at a podcast but sometimes i just go Okay, and I shut it off, and then I move this on to whole, the next one. This whole podcast is basically a dare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a dare to the audience. Are you going to listen this long? I wonder how many maniacs it. are listening to us to go to sleep. Oh, that would be uh, interesting. I, I listen to podcasts to go to sleep, and then you have some fucked up dreams, and it's great. Ooh, can you We're imagine the dreams we're right giving If anybody's sleeping right now. What are you dreaming about? What are you dreaming write them, about? Write them down. Write them down in a journal. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you they involve us eating other people now Let's because try, yeah. you, you did that. Let's you try did to that, fuck Dave. with their dreams. Clown oh, banana, I, clown banana, <laughs> clown banana, clown banana. I was listening to, there's a podcast specifically for listening to while you sleep. Dick Hammer. Keep going. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> the guy, the guy plugs his Patreon halfway through and I was like, you motherfucker. That's great. Yeah. That's great. That's great. I mean, why, why wouldn't you? Well, I mean, like, you know, if people want this entertainment, it's not for free. I don't know if they want it. It's not a charity. You're not running a charity. This is an endurance thing that everybody has to part. I think at this point people listen to, if they've gotten this far, they've done it out of spite. Oh, yeah. Should we give them another code word? To see I don't if know. They've gotten this far? See if they're brain strong. You know what I mean? They're getting brain strong because of this endurance. Well, we said clown banana. And we said dick hammer. Dick hammer. Hashtag clown banana. Hashtag dick hammer. Then if we'll you know. Listen this far. We'll know who you are. We'll know yeah. if you're crazy or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think sanity has anything to do with it. I think it's just. I think it's just commitment to the bit that we're all participating in. Now. <laughs> we're all we're, we're this all part is a of bit. the bit. This is a stupid fucking bit. Mm-hmm. Dave, are we ever going to do another podcast after this series? Because this of is we this will. is. A, I think we're giving ourselves an arc. Right now, we have the dark realization <laughs> that what we're doing. No, all right, we're at the. We're, look, yeah, we're yeah. Stella is, is opening her eyes right now. Yeah, yeah. Right? This is the all's lost moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. what are we doing with our lives? Uh, let's yeah. break up. I guess. Yeah, Should yeah. Should we break yeah, yeah, up? Yeah. I think we're gonna have to. All right, yeah. and then people are like, "What's gonna happen?" And then we do this is another part of podcast next week, and yeah. that'll be the resolution. And it's and it's four hours of moaning. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Like it's just a lot of wailing and moaning. Uh huh. <laughs> yep. 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 Oh, not like sex moaning, like ghost moaning. Yeah. Yeah. Just pain. Yeah. Pain. And just, oh no! Oh. No, Dave. No. Yeah. And it's four hours of that, and then yeah. we talk about Twilight <laughs> for another three hours. <laughs> It's like a fucking. It's like that Wilco track about uh, migraine headaches. Yeah, I think what Wilco. we're doing can count as some sort of surrealist art at this point. Oh right? God, dude, we're we're the Frank Zappas of podcasting. <laughs> That's exactly what we are. I'm trying to grow that mustache. That's the whole point of this beard is to get mm-hmm. to the mustache face. You know, sure. So you get all zapped. That's it how out. you grow mustaches. You grow a beard and then you yeah. shave everything off to a mustache. Two years, two years of beard growing just for the zappa stash. Yeah. That's fair. That's how I've been doing it. Yeah. That's what you got to do. Yeah. 
Can you imagine um, if we, what if we didn't release any pictures of ourselves and then for the fifth episode we did a promo picture and we both had zap stashes? That would be incredible. Holy shit, that'd be great. I've known someone with a zap stash and. You gotta be a real tiger to do I it. I was not happy about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a blessing. That's a curse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's like becoming a vampire. Yeah. I, I'm very curious to see if we get a whole first act of the next movie that's just Bella, like, just figured out how vampire shit works. And she's like, oh, shit, I get, like, extra knees. And, I think like, it's going to be Vampire New Mom, where she's, like, raising a kid and being a vampire. And I honestly, I, I again, I don't want to set my expectations too high, because I honestly think it'll just be another form of this, where she has a romantic plot um, with Edward, where they're, like, trying to be parents. Um, sure, and sure. then in the last 20 minutes, they'll be like, and the vampire council wants her. And then they'll fight for Bella and she'll sit inside with the kid or something. I just, I, I've lowered my expectations. I, you're, you're a wiser man than I, because I still am like, no, no, they're going to, there's going to be a, there's going to be an ending where the scar th- matters and she's going to be a horcrux or whatever. It's going to be the ultimate thing about these movies is I think yeah. they're going to like game of Thrones us where they'll be like, and fuck you. And then it'll end and they'll be like, Oh, so I'm the asshole. All right. I, by the I way, did I did all do this think, for nothing. Uh, well, I do think that game of Thrones in better hands would have been satisfying. Yeah. Same story, better hands. It would have been more satisfying. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Who can say? But yeah. we're talking about Game of Thrones. That deserves a whole other podcast. I, I would not be on a Game of Thrones podcast because I do not. I don't think about it, if that makes I, sense. I wasn't I thought angry about it at the all. ending because I didn't think it was that great. And then it ended badly. And I was like, wow. And then it was that. So I don't know. I haven't thought about it even a little bit since the finale. Like yeah. not even not even a little bit. This is the first time you, I've thought about America, it since then. man. <laughs> yeah, that's 100% accurate. Um, 100% accurate. Yeah. I'm okay, hungry. well, I'm hungry too. I think it's time. What do you think, Dave? Yeah. All right. So yeah, let's get into it. our next section. Um, yeah. <laughs> Wilight? This Wilight. is Wilight. Yeah, let's get into Wilight. This is, is no, Trilight. <laughs> let's end. Let's end. Uh, Adam, plug, plug some things. Thank you. Uh, you can find my other podcasts, which are much more evenly paced and <laughs> listenable. On the small beans on small beans network, I have uh, I have the director piece uh, theater, which is a podcast about uh, the low art, the high art of low art films with my friend Abe Epperson. Usually about an hour, hour and a half. Sure. <laughs> and then I have uh, the One Upsmanship podcast with Mike Swaim, which is uh, about video games. Did where you say we Mike dis- Swaim? Yes, Michael Swaim. Oh, no, uh, I thought you said my Swaim. Like, he's your Swaim. But he is my Swaim. He's my, my Swammer. Swaim. He's all I love him. Swaims. But it's true, but I got a special... Uh, he's, okay. he's a special... Okay. He's, okay. he's a special boy to me. He's special, special Swaim. Um, at least for the podcast purposes, he's certainly my Swaim. Uh, it's called One-Upsmanship. It's about video games. And finally, you can find my other podcast on the Small Beans Network. I'll show you mine if you show me yours, which is a podcast about friendship and sharing media with my buddy Maggie Mayfish. We just released our third episode today, which will date this in time. By the next time you've heard this, I don't know what episode we'll be on. Maybe four? Who can say? I don't know, man. I don't Uh, know either. Man, we could have split this one up into two parts, but we're not gonna. That would be amazing, by the way. That'd be fucking amazing if we just keep dividing the podcast into parts (laughs) for the last two. (laughs) We just keep, like, they go on forever because we keep dividing them. There's just six parts. No, it's all in one go. It's all in one go.
That's a really good idea, by the way. That's a funny fucking bit. Since this whole podcast is a troll, that's a funny joke. Yeah. Yeah. But I know we're not going to um, do it, but good idea. Good thank you. Um, yeah, I'm going to plug our, our Patreon uh, real quick. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. We have exclusive podcasts there, like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, and Fox Mulder is a Maniac, so check it out. Uh, that's it. That's all I want to say. I'm hoping that the audience will... Like, like we might be getting into a Trump space where it's like, what is it going to take for the audience to get mad at us and like quit? Or uh, they're going to finally take a stand and say, no, no, 245, that's the limit. You guys can't go over that. Right? You, think, you think they're going to put limits on us? Well, I know they're not going to do... And nobody can shackle your spirit, Dave. I know you, you fly free like a phoenix. They'll have to kill us first. <laughs> well, at least they'll kill a clone if you make one of those, just to mm-hmm. see how it feels. That's you true. Know? Yeah. All right, that's enough. Ho, ho, ho.